Orange Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Front Porch Podcast. Talking about things and stuff. And we are back with the Front Porch Podcast. We are, we, we, we have a guest today, boys, and we have a guest that is not in studio. I am Phil, once again, with Jared and Mike. Hi. What's up? That was, that was Mike, <laughs> and that was Jared. And our guest today is all the way, he's from across the country, guys. Oh, my God, like uh, Ohio? Further than Ohio. Like Minnesota? Kansas. Further than that, we're talking Reno, Nevada, the home of the Comedy Central show. I thought that was in Southeast. Reno 911. I thought that was in Southeast Asia. <laughs> that is not in Southeast Asia. We are talking to the one and only Chris Payne out of Reno, Nevada. Payne, how are we doing? Hey, guys, I'm great. Thanks so much for this opportunity to be on Front Porch Podcast. Uh, I'm not only very grateful for this opportunity, but also uh, nice to see the faces with the voices versus um, trying to figure out who Mike and Jared are when they speak and looking at the photograph. And there's, you could have a 50-50 shot and still screw it up. That, that has been my issue with this whole thing is that when I say introduce yourselves, they just say hi. And <laughs> no one knows who they are. We do it because it pisses you off. Yeah. I, I just 100%. <laughs> it's great. But uh, Payne. Uh, yes, sir. Out in Reno, Nevada. I mean, you have not been to the area in a few years. Uh, I, I actually met you through our mutual friend, Nick Rivers. Correct. And, and I- uh I think the first time I met you was actually in a place kind of south of you, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't think I met you in Buffalo for the first time. I think I met you in Vegas for the first time. Uh, I do believe that is correct. It was during the music festival Life is Beautiful in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And at that point, I had already been to Buffalo twice. um, And I was was still in Rochester at the time. So I, 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 I didn't know the aura of pain. (laughs) <laughs> you oh, didn't know awesome. the party <laughs> you hadn't joined the party yet so um th- so the the hashtag that i use of, on a frequent basis is just hashtag party and that all came about <clears throat> excuse me for from two people one from andrew wk who um when getting to interview him in person 20 years ago when i was working in sacramento um, that was such a blessing because the first time I ever saw the the Party Hard video, I'm watching MTV as I'm looking at the screen. I'm thinking it's like a Gap commercial because commercials at the time were kind of rogue like that. And I thought it was going to like jump to the jeans at any point, and it never did. So I thought, <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I, and then fast forward like a month or so later, and he came through Sacramento. He was supposed to play with the used. In fact, there were three bands on the bill. It was the used. Andrew WK and a punk rock band called the casualties and the used wound up pulling the plug on their performance at night and staying at home in Utah to play like a headline show for them. And it was a big deal for them. They were playing like some room that held like 3000 people or something. And then, so it was just Andrew WK and the casualties and all these people were pulling into the parking lot and getting all set up. And then all of a sudden word starts to trickle out and spread long before the internet, like became the internet and word starts to trickle and spread like, 
hey, the youth isn't going to be here tonight. And all of a sudden, like you see people looking around, talking to each other, and all those people who did that same pull-up all got in their cars and pulled away. And there were like maybe 53 people total for this show. That's insane. Man, is that's insane. wild. I mean, yeah. the casualties in Andrew WK. I mean, Andrew WK in himself is a hell of a show. I saw him at Warped yeah. Tour the one year. And the last song, obviously, Party Hard. And I was, it was like 53 fucking people on stage. And they were just raging. And I so bad wanted to climb up on stage. But I knew I'd probably just get my ass kicked. The only time <laughs> I've seen Andrew WK was he was doing a solo tour. And it was half like poetry and then half music that he played on the piano hmm. and it was very interesting and the rendition of party hard on the piano it got the people going in a way i did not expect impressive they should bring back mtv unplugged they first, really, first one andrew wk they actually that would be amazing brought back <laughs> that would be, amazing. be great <laughs> what uh phil what um you say they brought it back what uh, performances have appeared since coming back. I will look that up right now, and okay. I will get back to you on that because I'm I just am curious. Not sure, but I, I did see on social media that MTV Unplugged is back. That so, is impressive. So it, to, to it, circle back and just kind of wrap, uh, put a butt, uh, bow on that. So Andrew was incredibly um, generous with the interview. He was like, "Whatever you need, what like I'm here. If you want a T-shirt, here's a T-shirt. You want to talk to me? Where are we gonna go? On the bus? In the club? Here in the parking lot? Where do you want to talk?" And like, he <laughs> was just one of the nicest people in the whole world. And then about 15 years later, I come to find that he's working with um, this woman named Karen Glober down in LA, and um, Karen sent, I was talking about Andrew WK like over and over and party and this, that, and the other. And she goes, I work with Andrew. And I was like, you're so full of it. And all of a sudden she goes, check your FedEx tomorrow morning. And a FedEx package arrived the very next day with an autograph eight by 10 of Andrew and a handwritten note that said, happy birthday, Chris. Sorry, I can't be in Reno, Andrew. And I was like, what? That's amazing. Wow. That's so and cool. And so when I wrote Karen back right away, I'm like, this really happened? And then all of a sudden, boop, she, put, she, put, she took a photograph of Andrew holding the notes, and it was on the timeline. I'm like, I will never doubt you ever again in my entire life. <laughs> that is awesome. That is really yeah, that is. so good. How were yeah. the casualties that night? Casualties were incredible. In fact, that was, um, the, the, that was the first time I got to see them. I've seen them a total of three times since. I think one of the best shows I ever saw them play was uh, when they opened for Guar, and they came through. They played here, I think, like uh, 2011 or 2013. Oh, oh, that had to be such a good show. I hear Guar yeah. is just fucking great to see. Like, they're just an amazing show. I know My- Ungaris passed. He did. He has. In fact, I don't think uh, the only original member left in the band is the bass player, Beefcake the Mighty. And that's it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Payne, I actually have a list right now of all of the 2020 episodes of Unplugged, which they called Unplugged at Home because, of course, the pandemic. Uh, It started off with Wyclef Jean. Oh, nice. Hmm. Uh, The second one was JoJo. The, oh. the, like the pop singer from the early 2000s. I don't know if you remember her. Yeah. Uh, is, is she JoJo S-I-W-A? Siwa? No, no, no not JoJo Siwa. The, the JoJo, um, get out, leave oh. right now, go. Like the, like the R&B girl or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. Girl. Uh, the third one was Youngblood, an alternative artist. The, oh, by the way, Youngblood's record that came out last year. 
unbelievable. In fact, your last, I, last I haven't listened to it yet. Records. Oh, last two records are so good and like totally under the radar. They landed, you know, on, on some, um, what is referred to in the industry as radio programmers, uh, top list of the year. And they're like, oh, I like this young blood, like this young blood. And I'm like, I couldn't shut up. Like people will just put a, Put a sock in it, Payne. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Youngblood. Yeah, I'll I got to jam that we'll, out. We'll have to give him a listen. Um, Alicia Cara was, was on there. Okay. Uh, Melissa Etheridge. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Uh, Phineas, the brother of Billie Eilish, if anyone doesn't know. I don't get that whole Phineas, the, the fascination of Phineas. I mean, I, I understand um, that, you know, he's Billie's brother and wrote music for Billie, but... I, I maybe I just don't have the ears for his music. He had this one song, and I forget what it's called. Um, I don't. We played it on, on Alt Buffalo. I okay. it's been so long. I forget what it's called. But he had a song that I really enjoyed on Alt Buffalo. Um, Jewel was on there. Oh, she played impressive. <laughs> That's my jam, dude. By the I way, followed my heart, my intuition. Oh, intuition, not ignition. Yeah, intuition. <laughs> either way. Mike, Mike, either way. <laughs> Mike, does anybody get to see your facial expression on this or not? Mine? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, this, is our, this is gonna be our first actual like time we record stuff. So I'm completely uncomfortable with it, but I'm fine. Yeah, we're hoping. No, I'm, this- <laughs> I'm asking because the way you sold it, you were just, <laughs> I mean, you sold it. And I'd like all three of us are cracking up and you're just still in character. So I'd like bravo to you, sir. <laughs> Ignition. Thank you. Ignition. Oh yeah. That song. That's that, that's, that's the song, right? The R. Kelly. The R. Kelly one featuring Jewel where he followed his intuition and look where I'm not going to finish that joke. Oh man. <laughs> um, the next one was an artist that I honestly, I still don't know a single word that he has said in any of the songs and his name is Shaggy. Hmm. Oh mm-hmm. Yeah. I still think the Super Bowl commercial is one of the top five of the year. Oh, the, the Cheetos commercial oh, yes. is pristine. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Story real quick for Shaggy. Yeah, Mike. Take two seconds. So my, I was raised in a very uh, Christian household. Um, and we talked about that on the podcast before you and I, Jared. And my mom, super devout. She, the one, the one, it was years ago. She goes, you know, Shaggy's coming to Canal Side. And I'd really like to see him. I love his music. I'm sitting at the I'm sitting at the dinner table. And I'm eating dinner, and I'm like, "Fuck, excuse me." And she's like, "Shaggy, you know he sings Angel." And my favorite is it wasn't me. I was like, "Mom, you realize that the lyric is banging." On the bathroom floor, right? <laughs> not like, not like, <laughs> not like hitting it, ma. Like they're they're fucking. And my mom's like, <laughs> words. And I was like, "You want to see Shaggy? This isn't on me, Tina." Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> I still can't believe your mom wanted to see Shaggy. I can't picture ah, yeah, that. Like, Tina. That's impressive. <laughs> who else? Who else played the unplugged? Bella? Yes, Phil. Yes, Phil. The last four, I honestly, I, I know a lot about music, and I, I have never heard of these people. Mm. All right. Uh, the last four are a person named Kiana Lede. Nope. No. All right. Monster X. Nope. No. Sounds like an energy drink. It does. does. Uh, Bazzi or Bazzi, B-A-Z-Z-I. Nope. 
No. And Clueso. Oh, I know Clueso. No, you don't. No, I don't. Yeah, that's a grand slam of nope right there. Yeah. Yeah. So the the final four, I think they were just reaching for the pot because everyone at that time was doing like an at-home series and MTV was like, who can we get (laughs) that hasn't done one? It takes a fucking pandemic for MTV to actually play music again. It really does. <laughs> not to mention. Kind of shocking. Not to mention, like, you know, everybody else is already booked. Maybe they're on vacation, keeping it in themselves, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. now, you know, you get that phone call from MTV, like, you know, hey, uh, it's, uh, it's Tom Parker from MTV. I'm looking for Bazzy. Yeah, this is Bazzy. Um, hi, we have an opportunity for you to do MTV Unplugged. Oh, man, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Probably never crossed Bazzy's mind once, like, they – that, like Faith No More is unavailable. What what happened? <laughs> <laughs> the Chili Peppers haven't done something in four years. Like they're not doing anything. They Somebody ju- get the remedy back. Find the Proclaimers. Who knows? <laughs> oh, the Proclaimers. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would love that. That would be awesome. Yeah, that, that would be great. I want to hear Rico Suave unplugged. Rico. That's uh, Gerardo, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Payne, you've worked in. Uh, we're talking with, here with Chris Payne, and you've worked in radio in Reno for, as far as I remember, I, I, I don't want to say, it, has it been your whole career in it, Reno? Um, I'm a, about 90, give or take 98, 97% of my career has been in, in Reno. And the other in Sacramento. Sacramento, correct. And now, um, I did have, in fact, I had this conversation the, the other day with, um, with a, a mutual friend that you and I have, um, Zach in Rochester. Oh, yeah. What's and up, Zach? Zach? And, I, and Zach and I were talking about um, like uh, radio and broadcasting and this, and all of a sudden, like, it hit me. I go, wait a second. It just hit me. I've done Loudwire Nights for, like, I think 12 different nights of Loudwire Nights. It's like syndicated radio on like 27 radio stations that's awesome that's, <laughs> that is yeah. cool and like as i'm i'm going through the math in my head i go yeah because uh the girl tony gonzalez was out and i get a call from kevin um in uh, kevin down in in um uh, el paso and kevin is the program director of klaq and I basically got the reference from my former boss, who I worked with 25 years ago, here, almost 25 years ago here in Reno. And he basically told Kevin, you know, hey, look, get Chris Payne on there. I'm sure he's, he'd be happy to do it. Sure enough, Kevin reached out. He goes, are you on board? I'm like, I'm totally into it. He goes, we'll send you a script. You're the time you'll have to talk for the songs is, you know, pretty kind of minimal. Make sure you do your prep and you've got, you know, your, your ramp times and all that stuff try to gauge in your mind like how you would front sell a shinedown song or come out of like something from the offspring. And as I'm thinking my head and I'm looking at the script. So thankfully I was doing radio at the time and knowing like, say for instance, the intro to gone away from the offspring, you have about eight seconds with just the drums before the fill comes in. And then the guitars hit. I don't want to talk over any of the guitars. So I want to come out of, say, Master of Puppets with, um, if, 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 and if Metallica was touring at the time, which I think they were, I would look up the dates and then try to coincide the city. So, hey, Saginaw, Metallica's coming your way in a month. They'll be in town, blah, blah, blah. Keep listening for your chance to win tickets. If we still have them, if we don't, I'll take the heat. In the meantime, the offspring here's gone away on Loudwire Nights. <laughs> and you go right in, like, the weirdest thing, the most real thing out of all of that 
was knowing that the radio station would, again, the, the radio shows coast to coast. So there's a three hour difference, obviously, from, from east to west. And it would be like 405 out here. And I'm like, oh, that's right. The radio show is on some stations out there. Let me just dial in, listen live on some of these stations. And suddenly I'm hearing myself on these stations. I'm going, this is just so weird and awesome at the same time. And holy shit, I'm on a syndicated show. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's right. It's, it takes such a real talent, too. Like, I, I commend both of you. If you're, I hate giving you compliments, Phil, but I guess you can have one. Uh, <laughs> I commend the two of you because I watched a video a couple months back on how it, it, people say it's easy to be in radio. Like, and you really don't think of the little nuances. Like, I've never done it, but you really don't think of the little nuances that come with it. Like, like you just said, timing. Timing is probably yeah. everything when it comes to leading in. You really have to know when you're coming at the, at the end of a song to transfer into the next song and get out of that so quickly so people just listen to the song it's i know i'm like dumbing it down so much but there's really like a there's a timing thing to it and spinning your words out and not fucking up what you're saying it takes a lot of talent and a lot of you know a lot of practice and a lot of everything i'm sure i i'm i will give pain uh more of the credit on the talent because when he when he came in i don't i don't want to age you but no, age me. I don't care. I'm 52. I like. I used to have. You don't even look 52, bro. Yeah, you God bless look, you for that. Uh, yeah, God I, bless you, Jared. You're 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 40 <laughs> to me. Uh, when you came no, when you, when you came it. into the game, you DJs had to know exactly when the song was ending, when it was beginning. You had to know every single song. Uh, so you you actually had to listen to the music back then, and I feel like a lot of radio people in our age that don't run specialty shows like like you did and like i did uh like if you're just playing shit that's that's charting uh on on your uh on the the computer program that you have now it tells you exactly how long you have to talk out of how long you have to talk in of before the music starts mm -hmm. and it, it really it, it kind of uh takes the mystique away from it a little bit because you're not showcasing your talent so to say you are to time it out correctly, yes, but you don't know the song by heart, per se, to where that you could just do it on a whim. I can see that, oh, I have 12 seconds to talk into this, uh, so in this Imagine Dragon song, let's say. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, I, I, I hate them, and it came to my mind. I didn't <laughs> want to say it. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Well... I have eight seconds of talking to this Imagine Dragon song. So And then I, straight into Nickelback. God. Oh, <laughs> followed up by Rebecca well, Black. Well, we're hitting all the hits here. It's almost Friday. It, Friday. God. Okay, damn it. so so uh, uh, I'll touch on a, a few things. Um, most recently, the radio, last radio station, and I, I, um, I don't actually I don't have a problem saying this because um, – I'm grateful for the opportunity they provided. I'm also incredibly disappointed that my career ended with that company. Um, it's, it's not a slander thing. It's not um, anything more than the, uh, there was a lack of opportunity to market the product and there were all sorts of chances to make it happen. Never came to fruition. And that's the part that was most frustrating. Can now, I, can I tell you that real quick? Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, the no. Same thing, the same thing kind of happened with Entercom, 
where uh, my show Sunday morning coming down, I was in, I was actually in the process of, get, of getting it syndicated to, to, to a couple stations. Wow. And like, even after it ended, people were hitting up Nick asking about it. And it was, I was like, I was on the verge of getting my show played on. And I don't care if it's in Des Moines, Iowa, like right. it, it, it's somewhere else in the country. And to me, that was awesome. And then that was, it was, I, we were about a month into talking about doing that. And then Entercom fire. I, I'm going to, I don't care. I'll, I'll say the company name, Entercom. They fired a whole <laughs> bunch of people, not only in Buffalo, but across the country. Yeah. And they basically subsidized alternative stations to hub towns where here it's New York City, Chicago, Austin, Nashville, wherever it is. So if you were a local station, they got rid of you. And it kind of, I never got the opportunity to have my show syndicated. And to me, that is kind of, it's kind of a bummer. It is. And, and um, to, especially when you put a lot of effort into, uh, a lot of effort and passion into what you do and, and into the craft that you have and, and you want it to reflect and resonate. And not just that, but you also, you're going to be a part of another brand. And that brand obviously entrusts you enough to invest in you to go, okay, you're going to give us a great product. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And so- 100%. With the um, with with the station here um, to kind of like uh, poke fun at things because you just poke fun at Imagine Dragons, um, <laughs> and I, like I, I used to do the same. So uh, Nick, Nick uh, told me I could say as much shit as I wanted to on social media, but on air I had to say, "Yep, that was a jam." As far as I'm we, concerned, you guys can do your entire segue <laughs> uh, through an entire Imagine Dragons song. I'm fine with it. Tell me what. Tell me who's coming to town. I don't want to hear radioactive. I'm good. So, There's a. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember the Imagine Dragons song. Um, it was. Uh, it's, I don't know. It was how Dan phrases like. Thunder? No, no, no. That's like really slow. But um, anyway, like how he like how he how he phrase things. It it, it starts with like a uh, um, fuck. I can't remember it. Anyway, I was front selling the song, doing the show, and then all of a sudden, like all the caffeine just decided to show up, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right as the caffeine was all there, all of a sudden, like. Turn the mic on and Magic Dragon, Reynolds, and it went right into the song. And I shut the microphone off. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to calm down. I need this caffeine to get out of me. It's not going to go anywhere. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, dude, to your credit, man, that was better than any Imagine Dragon song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly, it was better than any AJR song I've heard. Well. Thank you. So what um, the, the main thing about back timing is as uh, as was originally sold. Um, I used to be part of a radio station about 30 years ago. It was called Z Rock and it was based out of Dallas, Texas. It was a sad, it was a, it was part of a company called SMN satellite music network and Z Rock. They would have, they would have their DJs on four hour shifts and we, as a part of it, as part of being one of the affiliates, sometimes we didn't always have a full commercial break. So the commercial breaks that weren't like full filled with three and a half minutes, we had to find a way to like pull 
I don't know. And, and this is what I would do. I would find like a two minute and 47 second Metallica song and put it right in there and know like when the commercial break started and I'll have about 43 seconds, give or take, to talk about a concert calendar or this or that. And I could start the Metallica song and right as I'm done talking, it starts, it goes, right as it ends, Xerox sweeper hits, radio stations back on and it was like nothing ever happened. See, wow. That I, I don't mean to, to exclude Mike and Jared from this conversation, but no, 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 I don't no, so exclude I, us away. I find this really interesting. <laughs> that, so I find him interesting. Yes. Yeah. Chris, you are, <laughs> you are fucking interesting as shit. Phil, tell Thank us you, about Mike. your dumb life. The, uh, the, the, the thing with radio when, when I was doing it was, it was a lot of the, uh, Nick had, Nick literally let us do anything. So he, he said you had to do you had to do this during each hour, but you could do it pretty much any way you wanted. Sure. But the way our our breaks were set up at the radio station was where you had the opening hour, you had a tease, and then you had your what whatever you were talking about, and then you we had five breaks per hour. So it, it was really tough to five five breaks per hour. Holy hell! So you could only tease so many things per hour. Correct. And so I would I would be scounging news sites trying to find something about a band that I'm talking about later on in the hour that we're not promoting something for, or that we're not promoting. Like if I was if if a band I couldn't find anything for a band, that's what I'm doing. Oh, we're giving away so and so if you go to the website, blah blah blah. But just the whole trying to find something about a band to talk about and being not being forced to do it, but being kind of shoehorned into it almost okay it's like there's really nothing else you can talk about unless something going on about this band if you can't find anything you're kind of fucked so you better fucking search for it it's okay i i don't know if that's a newer thing but for me that was the hardest part about radio well i think um as as coming from a, a programmer standpoint and i think um with and that's what that was nick's part of nick's responsibility is not just uh to to program the station but also to be this, the leader of the station and oh. and not only did he do an amazing job at everything out there in buffalo and and really create um I, from what I gather, everything from the ground up with that station. Because I mean, I don't, I don't want to stop you there, but no, no, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not trying to throw Nick under the bus. Nick has been, I have been working with Nick for over a decade. Nick has okay. been the best boss I've ever had in any job. He has taught me more about radio than than I could than I learned in, in college. Uh, everything that he has taught me has got me further into the business and it, it's shitty that it ended the way it did absolutely all buffalo but the the stuff that he taught me is stuff that i will always take with me moving forward so i i i'm not trying to throw i we're gonna have nick on next week so i'm not trying to, i'm not trying to throw nick under the bus i'm but. sitting here in my head just doing this uh-huh what else did you say about <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was notes. the shittiest boss that you've had in a decade no. go ahead <laughs> nick he, he <laughs> Not, he's not only my boss, he's one of my best friends. And he is, everything he did was awesome. And I just, I, it wasn't the way that, he, it, it was more of a corporate thing. And the corporate radio kind of ruined radio for me. Uh, because I, when I first got into radio, it was a small family-owned business that I got into. Mm -hmm. 
that they were based out of Oklahoma City, but they were uh, they were small. They only they only owned a few radio station clusters throughout the country. They weren't anything like that. And then Entercom, as soon as Entercom bought CBS for like eight billion dollars or whatever it was, and they spent way too much to to absorb CBS, they started making cuts everywhere. And I could kind of tell that it was coming with the corporate landscape of it. Mm-hmm. And it was it, it, it just working for a corporation like that kind of ruined radio a little bit for me. We're getting a little bit deep into, into radio right now, but. Well, I can tell you from a, a standpoint of a, like a fan of all Buffalo, like obviously we're friends and shit sort of, but uh, <laughs> I say sort of, I got, I, I can't ever just be straight with Phil. There's always some sort of shittiness that's in the pipe of. behind it. So Mike, let's go back to the jewel moment. And, yes. and sell it. So when you when you say sort of, like you just have to look at Phil and just I go. I got you. Yeah, ready? Just ah, sell it. You go. Got a van sort of. So uh, we're friends, sort of. Um, what I would say is, uh, you know, coming from a fan standpoint of the station, thank you. Thank you. I will take the Oscar now. <laughs> from a fan standpoint, though, um, you know, the, when when they let you go. You know, I saw how that affected you as my friend. Mm -hmm. And it was really shitty to see. (laughs) And then I, like, reveled in the fact for you when I went on the social media for all Buffalo when they had Corey and Corey in the morning. And I was just like, Sid, you just break another chair? Yep. Everyone just, oh, my God, dude. That's like, yo, (laughs) side note, that's like the fifth fucking chair this guy's broken. (laughs) Anyway, this was a nice moment. You ruined it. Oh God! There These it goes. These chairs were tenuous at best. Anyway, uh, tenuous is a great word. Oh, nice. thank you. Yeah, well done, his calendar today. <laughs> yeah, I had to get my one sentence in in the podcast. I figured <laughs> I might as well have a ten dollar word in there. That was yeah, yeah. The entire podcast. You can buy me a new chair with dollars. I will. Thanks. Absolutely. Anyway. Oh yeah, that's fucked. We gotta, um, we gotta buy new chairs anyways. Yeah, do we? You mean I gotta buy the new chair? Yeah, we do now. <laughs> anyways. Um, but no, like seeing how that affected you and seeing like on the social the, the response here in Buffalo, um once, you know, all Buffalo got rid of all basically everybody that was local. Yeah. Uh, you know, Intercom got rid of everyone that was local. It, 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 this city you know you know, we're so loyal to the people that come here. And we showed it with all Buffalo. The mm-hmm. social media is lit up like the fourth of fucking July, and there was so there was so much negative feedback. The, the, yeah, there really was. It's kind of uh, I don't know how, how you feel about this pain because you have you have a huge social media following. Thank you. But the amount of followers that I got after people learned that Alt Buffalo was gonna it was still like all the local people were off Alt Buffalo. I made a post how this Sunday morning coming down was going to be the last one, blah, blah, blah. I remember. Yep. I got like 70, 80 followers after that. And it, it's, it's kind of like, I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. But where were you before that? Well, okay. So to, I, but I, to, to their credit. I don't mean to be salty, but. No, no. I, like, I get it. I totally understand. And, and since then. Um, have they interacted with you and do you interact with them? Yeah, I, I get a whole bunch of people that are like, this is why you were my favorite DJ in Old Buffalo. Like, this Perfect. is why they need to, to bring Old Buffalo the way it was. And it's like, I, I really do. Like, that is extremely humbling. There's nothing I can do to help that. But there, that is 
it, that makes me feel awesome that because you talk on the radio, you, you used to talk on the radio. There's a time when you feel like you're talking to no one and you don't know if anyone is listening to you. And you it's just, very true. Yeah. And you just feel like you're talking to the void and you don't know if anyone's listening to you. You don't know if anyone cares what you have to say. And then you get that response on social media and it's like, oh, people do actually care what I have to say. People do care what I'm doing on the air. And that, that's a great feeling. That's one of the best feelings I've had. So rewind a little and go back before all of this social media stuff like really came to fruition, say in the last 15 years. Yeah. And most of the audience, most of the listeners would find ways to like, they would hang on to something you said on the air and then from out of nowhere, it didn't matter if it was two weeks or two years later, they would come up to you and be like, oh man, that time you were talking about thrice and like, it was really awesome. And you, then all of a sudden you, like someone called up and said, Hey, can you play a little thrice? You're like, yeah. And then you played like three seconds of it and moved on to the next song. And here's Jimmy <laughs> Eat world. And then, cause that actually happened at the rock station here, uh, like about 20 years ago, some, um, some bro was like, Hey man, what's up? I'm like, Hey man, he goes, fuck yeah. I love Chris Payne, man. Hey, fuck yeah. Play some Pantera. Play a little Pantera. I go, absolutely, man. I will definitely play a little Pantera. He goes, man, I love Chris Payne. And that's where I ended the phone call. And so what I did was I jumped into like, I don't know, the, like the middle of whatever re insert Pantera song here, played about three seconds into the next sweeper, Chris Payne, 104.5. And then all of a sudden we went into like a white zombie song and the phones lit up like the 4th of July. And when that happened, people were laughing hysterically. Everybody was like, oh my God, that was so good. That was so awesome. This, that, and the other. Click, rock 104.5. What the fuck, man? Where's my song? And I go, uh, listening? Yeah. I said, I said Didn't you catch hey. a little bit of it? I go, who is this? He goes, it's Jared, man. I go, hey, Jared. Um, it's, uh, you, you said a little Pantera. And he goes, yeah, all right. That's fair. Could you play a whole song now? I go, okay. <laughs> oh, I just pictured like one fucking squeal from Cemetery Gates. You hear, like, all right. Yeah, that was Chris Payne. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I never. I, oh, we used to, I was gonna say we used to have um, we used to have uh, what we refer to as uh, movie drops and TV show drops and stuff. So um, like when people would call up and get snide with me at times, I would you know uh, I would take one of the lines from The Wedding Singer, and it was like, "Sir, I have a microphone, and you will listen to every word I have to say." <laughs> Beautiful. I, I, I kind of wish I was given. It wasn't that I wasn't given the freedom to do that, but I didn't have the balls to do that kind of stuff on my show. It was more i i didn't I didn't really want to take callers because I was I was kind of I was kind of scared of that. I'm not going to lie. Well, and also let's be honest, Phil. This is how most most listeners are interacting with the radio station. They're not doing true. this. They're doing this, and yep. so the, the more they're doing this or tapping away on the computer, and the less they're doing this, there's no there's like no phone calls. Exactly. And, and that's why I'm, I'm still, as a producer of a talk, radio, uh, a talk radio show, a top 50 in the country talk radio show. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to promote it that much, but it is great for my resume. Um, the, the amount of people that still call it. <laughs> shut up, Mike. <laughs> I ain't saying anything. The amount of people that actually still call into a talk radio show is actually very surprising to me. And because nowadays people just they don't want to they don't want to call they don't they don't want they want to text in they want to 
they want to do all they don't want to communicate directly with people so i feel like talk radio is kind of a dying breed i think it, it all circles back to um music talk radio whatever if the content is is engaging people are going to listen i mean we right it it, it doesn't matter if if jared is jared likes adam carolla and mike prefers uh who's that guy savage michael savage and um you know and and phil savage i'm just saying and and phil you're a you're a dr drew guy and say for instance if if i listen to um yeah joe rogan like whatever the case may be if the content isn't viable for the four of us to listen we we become disenfranchised we're disinterested and all of a sudden then we start reaching out to each other like hey what are you listening to what do you like and it's no different than you know hey mike have you heard that new song from young the giant you're like no bro but i need to hear need you to hear this song from this band massive wagons check it out and so you know it's it's a it's a give and take yeah definitely i I do agree with that with the positive side of social media but let's let, let's move away from the, the the radio talk for a little bit because uh we're kind of excluding mike and jared a little bit i mean no, i know i'm, I'm, like, I'm engaged in this you know what i will say though the last thing on radio like on a real note yeah so as a as a musician you know being in various bands here in buffalo over the years radio to me was so special still from like the early like the early 2010s when i really started like my first band to like now because i've been in three different bands with like seven or eight different songs on local radio and every time i've heard one of my songs being played on a local radio station i've been played on college radio too i had a couple across the country hit me up for like my most recent thing never again that i do and it's just so flattering and just like hearing yourself, what you've done and what you've made mm-hmm. that it like in, in, from a musician standpoint, a small musician, nobody really knows me. I'm still trying to get out there with it, but knowing that I was on the radio and that like, it was worthy enough to be on a station, it, it means so much to so many unknown musicians. I, uh, I can confirm as the breathing tree had a song on the radio too on 107 i believe really yeah and i remember hearing it being like holy shit that's me playing the drums that's part of the reason why i loved having a specialty show that i like nick it was basically an 80 20 split where nick gave me 20 percent of the music that i had to play and the rest was shit that it was was approved by nick and a lot of it was stuff that wasn't played on the radio right and i would get i would get messages on twitter from or on twitter or emails from bands that were like so humble to have like you're you're on an eight to noon on a sunday morning slot it's not a prime time slot but you're you're being played on the radio and and bands were extremely humble to be played on the radio and to me that was awesome i'm your friend and i know you so well and you played me on your radio station and even though it was you it was like dude i can't believe you did that yeah it's still a charge. But you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, in my understanding, then, um, Jared, Mike, you guys are basically a rhythm section. Uh, I play rhythm guitar and a little bit of lead. I sing. Jared played band uh, drums in a band called The Breathing Tree around here. Yeah, I used okay. to play drums. It's been many years, but so many years. Um, uh, like when Snapcase was a band. 
Oh, Ooh, good drop. Probably. <laughs> we're going to get, get into that long ago. Bit. Actually, right now, that's a perfect segue. That, that is, is a perfect I mean, segue. I, I am all over the place. So if we're going to talk about whether it's uh, the local bands uh, Younger Than, Marquis Grand, Johnny Hart and the Mess. Uh, I mean, we can go for a while. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I, I've a done my homework. A good buddy of mine used to be in Marquis wow. Grand. So that, man, that is a perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> As someone who it's almost is, as if you've worked in radio, I know it's, 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 it's shocking. What the first said, hour of this podcast was all radio talk. Um, time, to, time to get a new brew. As someone Do who it up. Uh, you're, you're across country, you're basically, I mean, Reno, Nevada is a state away from being basically a completely across country from Buffalo. As someone who is from Reno, Reno, Nevada. What makes you love a place like Buffalo? Is it, it is it because it, Buffalo is a place almost like Reno, where yeah, no, Las Vegas is the popular place in, in in Nevada, and like New York City is the popular place in New York. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Reno, I've I've personally never been to Reno. I need to make a visit. I know, and I can I can shame you for it, but I won't. That's fine. Uh, I'll leave but, that to be the only shaming moment because I know, look, you guys are, are and, and I respect this. I, I respect the sense that um, you guys, uh, and, and by that I mean the, the group of you, <clears throat> excuse me, that travel down to Vegas and you guys go and you stay at hotels and you drink at tiki bars and you're, you're being you guys in Las Vegas. Yeah. I, have, I have full respect for that because I use, I'm that person, like when I go to Chicago, when I go to Seattle, when I go to Portland, like – I tune everything out and I'm all about that city and everything I've embraced about that city. So being in Buffalo, the I remember the first time coming out was, uh, for, was for kerfuffle in 14, <clears throat> excuse me. It was, um, it was a jungle neon trees fits, uh, airborne toxic event. And I think one more cage or, was the cage. No, no, it was that the year would, after. That would have been uh, summer thirteen, I believe. Okay, summer summer thirteen or fall thirteen when Cage played, and it was that was a big deal, and I remember that was a sold out thing. But um, so when when I came out for that, I kept looking at the weather, and I was like, I'm like doing a compare and contrast. I'm like, ah, they've got this temperature. Oh, it's going to be like Reno, this that Reno. I'm like, ah, I can pack some stuff. And when I got out there, got off the plane like about midnight, and I was like, wow, it's kind of cold. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get in the taxi. And I got in the taxi, and uh, of course, this is three- before Uber was in Western New York, so you had to yeah. get a taxi. Yeah. So I got in the taxi outside of uh, outside of uh, Buffalo, Niagara, and took it to downtown. I was staying at the Courtyard Marriott, and uh, dropped off, and everything was great, and checked in, and I come downstairs, and I look at the people behind the desk, and. Hi, sir. How may I help you? I go, hey, do you guys have a sports bar around here? You know, like uh, bars or anything like that? And they both kind of like looked at each other, did a double take and looked back at me. They're like, well, there's a place across the street. Um, You can see if they're open. They're called 716. I go, fantastic. Thank you. And so I'm like, I'm just kind of hoofing it across the grass. (laughs) On my merry way, I'm like, wow, it is pretty cold out here. I'm like, (laughs) get over to 716. All of a sudden, I check the Oh, it's, it's closed. Look inside. and like, oh, I see some people. Okay. Let me go check. No, this door is closed too. This door closed. closed. Bring out my phone. Look at the hours. I'm like, 
hours. Say it's supposed to be open. Huh. I look and all of a sudden I see some guy inside. He's like, okay. So I go back to the hotel and I walk back in. The guy looks at me and goes, were they closed? I go, they were closed. Uh, do you guys have a bar or anything here? And he goes, no. I go, I'm wide awake. Come from the West Coast. Um, he goes, well, go around the corner over here. We have a little like area. Maybe you can find a beer. I was stoked because at the time I walk around to the cooler and you have yingling here. I'm in. (laughs) I was so excited. So I bought all three bottles of yingling that they had and I took them upstairs. I drank them all. And then all of a sudden proceeded to like, now I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Should I do calisthenics? Should I make the bed? It's already made. I don't, what I, I don't know what to do. And that was my first time out there. So seeing the show the next day and going to lunch and um, going, actually going to 716 when it was open. Um, and that's when, shit, it's in the counter above me up here. But that's when I found, um, while sitting at the bar upstairs, I'm trying to figure out which whiskey to have. And there was one bottle in particular with the label that had an animal looking right at me. And right as I look over it, I just, uh, I am hypnotized by this bottle. And uh, the two guys that were with me, God bless his soul. One was Mace, who has passed away. R.I.P. Mace. R.I.P. Mace. Mace was an awesome guy. Yes. And the other was uh, a gentleman who is in Vermont with his family, Paul Jarvis. Jarvis. I know both (laughs) these people. Jarvis is fucking awesome. (laughs) So we're all sitting up there, sitting there, and Jarvis is like, what are you looking at? I go, I'm looking at that bottle that's staring at me. And all of a sudden, the bartender looks at me, looks at the bottle, and goes, you're talking about Buffalo Trace? I go, and all of a sudden, Mace goes, three shots of that. So it lines up three <laughs> shots. We clink, like all of us, we're like, so Buffalo. We clink, throw it back, and I set it on the counter. I go, another round, please. And so we drank a lot of whiskey. <laughs> we drank a lot of whiskey, saw the show. Everything was good. Um, the next day was that was the true test of my character. And that was looking at the forecast. And I was like, oh, it's going to be this. And we're going to the falls. And it's going to be awesome. And here we go. And we get out to the falls. And I'm in a T-shirt, long sleeve T-shirt, flannel, scarf, like what is referred to as a coach's jacket. It's like a light windbreaker. Oh, boy. (laughs) And Converse. Nice. Oh, no. Classic pain. And absolutely. So, like, I'm West Coast style out in, in, you know, Western New York. And all of a sudden, we like, as we're walking out there, my feet are slowly, I'm losing circulation. I'm like Audrey in Christmas vacation. I can't feel my toes. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're on the bridge. And I, uh, one of the girls who used to work at the station, Bentley, she was like, hey, can we get a photograph? I'm getting kind of cold. I'm like, my feet are numb. I, can we get the picture done, please? <laughs> But that was the first time I fell in love. And then the next time, <clears throat> excuse me, coming back was the summer, the following year, six months later. I was out there for another summer kerfuffle, um, walking around Buffalo and just feeling the city and getting to know it. And like, the only thing I didn't like was being able to feel the air oh, because yeah. of the humidity. Because we're right by the lake. So yeah. you, feel yeah. the, you feel the humidity. We're built yeah. on marsh. Yeah, you know, it's just such a humid, humid city. And so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going through all this. I'm drinking, God, I'm drinking so much beer and water. And it, was, it felt like I wasn't being hydrated enough. And 
whatever the case may be. After the show is over, um, a, a grip of us were going to go walking through downtown and uh, not downtown um, towards Seneca, the casino. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. But we had we had to make stops. We had to stop at um, we we stopped at this place called Ballyhoo. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, right? Ballyhoo, great I, place. I think I was in this group, and I think that we stopped had to have been Swanee House. Yes. Yep. Also yeah. a great place. And I, yes. And, and Swanee House. Fun fact about Swanee House: they actually, when the COVID nineteen restrictions were very early on, they were basically serving Fun. people without masks. Yeah. Running a speakeasy. Yeah. yeah. So Swanee House was running a, a kind of speakeasy here. And I love Swanee House. After every kerfuffle, Swanee House was our go to. And do they still have the lawn jockey? They do. It is Excellent. still there. The, 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 the gnome lawn jockey. It is still <laughs> Fantastic. there. Uh, but yeah, uh, in the last kerfuffle on our way to Swanee House, 2019, um, there was a there was a show at the Key Bank Arena, and it was New Kids on the Block. Awesome. I don't think you, I don't, you, you, were, you were not here for this, but me, uh, Madison Ward, uh, Nick, Axe, and there, there, there was another band. I forget who, but we were walking. We're going to talk to Madison Ward in a few weeks, but we were, we were walking by these people. And they were waiting for the buses for New Kids on the Block. Awesome. Because they were playing at Key Bank Arena. And I kind of pissed them off. Mm. They were all, <laughs> there were all these moms waiting there. And I, I was walking by. And I, I mean, after a day of kerfuffle, you're, 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 kind of a, you're kind of intoxicated. You do get a little rummy. A little, a little bit. And uh, these, <laughs> all these women were waiting there. And I was like, oh, did someone important play here? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and this lady was like yeah it was new kids on the block and i was like oh my god is mark Wahlberg in that band That's awesome. <laughs> you know okay. i heard they had a bunch Beautiful. of hits <laughs> these okay. these people chased us down the street like like we're, the key bank arena on your way to swanee house i don't know if anyone in buffalo has ever walked to swanee house from canal side if not, you should, and shame on you if you haven't. I Thank you, Payne. Feel like everybody has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least that's <laughs> yeah. At you're, some you're, point, you're walking along the Key Bank Arena grounds, and then yes. you get this funny house. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> these people were yelling at us from where the buses exit the Key Bank Arena until you turned onto the street where Swanee House is. And that's like half wow, a block. Were, yeah, they were following you. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were not happy about me making fun of Mark and Donnie Wahlberg. God, if I could tell you how many times I've taken a drunken piss on the back of Key Bank. <laughs> I have I have pissed on Key Bank Arena. So maybe, many times. maybe this is why the Sabres are so fucking bad. I was going to say, maybe, was that the only reason why Jack Eichel is the name and everybody else keeps the, it's like the turnstile? Oh man, yeah. that, that Although, pain. You, uh, you guys have a you guys have a good player and uh, another good player on the team right now. Uh Taylor Brandon uh, Mardo, uh Martau, Mondo. Montour? Montour, Brandon, yeah. Montour. Brandon Montour. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mont- yeah Taylor Hall too. See, here's the thing. The Sabres have good players. They the coach is a fucking <laughs> idiot. It's he doesn't know how to use them. Jeff Skinner, one of the best goal scorers in in, in the NHL, Fort just Lyon. scored his first goal 
in 21 games <laughs> on the fourth line. On the fourth line. That's good lord. That's what nine million dollars a year gets you. I, I, you're you're a Blackhawks fan, but Sabres Twitter right now is fucking toxic. It is a cesspool of fire everybody. So do I need to follow it? Please. Do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 <laughs> worth it. It's worth it. All right. Hang on a second here. Open up the old Twitter. Uh, nope, not that application. Go to Twitter. There we go. Sabres and, Twitter. Yeah, let's open up the magnifying glass. Search Twitter. S A B R E S. Buffalo Sabres. First one right there. There it is. Okay. And bring there it up. Should be li- Hit the screen and go oh, man. follow. Okay. Uh, d- don't read the comments. Shit storm. Okay. <laughs> it is a shit storm. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this. You guys, this you've you've motivated me. This is great. I work for the uh, so I work for the news station in Buffalo. Okay, two doors down the hall is the sports station. They they do the Bills and Sabers. The Bills, happy go lucky. Everyone, ever everybody knows the Bills now. Bills are a national team. Josh Allen is our Lord and Savior. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the Sabers are a shit show. The Sabres are the laugh. If, if, if you follow the NHL, the Sabres right now are probably the laughing stock of the NHL. They got TV time last Sunday, though. For what? They were playing the Islanders. They were up on the Islanders, and all of a sudden, oh. I said, nope, no, nah, we're done with this. And yeah, they started yeah, scoring. Basically, We've lost six games to them this season. Ugh. Great. <laughs> it's not good. Jared, what's your take on the, the NHL's like, realignment, so to speak, for the shortened season? Um, actually, I think it's kind of cool, like the way that they had to like make things work with what they had. And I don't know, I think it's honestly the best thing they could have done to actually get games being like to have them be played, you know, so like people can actually watch the NHL. It's it's been it's been too long, I feel like. And I feel like too many people are just waiting for this. So. The only thing I don't like about the NHL right now, kind of add to what you're saying, is uh, we kind of got fucked over with the uh, COVID protocol. We did. The NHL knew that there were two Devils players that had it, and they played anyway. That and is kind of fucked. Oh. Yeah. They played anyway. We, we lost a, a good amount of people. The NHL is the only professional sports league in America right now that doesn't use rapid testing. Wow! Use rapid testing. Nope. I didn't no. know that. that. That's why. That's why the Devils players played with COVID, and you got the Sabres play, players infected. Yeah, Makes because sense. they found out after the game that oh shit, we had like three players that had COVID that played. <laughs> that's so asinine. <laughs> why? The, it's not like you can't afford the, it. The yeah. MLB, NBA, and NFL all uses rapid testing, and the NHL is so cheap that they can't use it. That's crazy to me. I think that the, the thing that throws me off about it is I'm so used to seeing the Flames or the the, the, the Maple Leafs, if you, Oilers or whatever, any of the Canadian teams. Not seeing them is so weird. And also, like, having having a team, because I'm obviously, as, as Phil said, a Blackhawks fan, when you have, like, uh, the Lightning and the Florida Panthers, East Coast teams clearly in the Central, it's so bizarre. yeah. That is strange, so, yeah, the way that's so set up the whole conference like that. The alignment yeah. is so weird. 
I kind of hope they don't stay on this path um, for next year when, when uh, or this season, should I say in the fall, when Seattle opens, opens up shop. And I'm really hoping that my friend Tara can get, because she lives in Seattle, she's trying to get on with, with the crack. And, and she said to me, she goes, <clears throat> excuse me, if I get this job, you are coming up here for the Blackhawks game. I guarantee it. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> I am jumping so hard on the crack I bandwagon. Right, crack. The, the name, love it. I, I, the jerseys look love sick. It. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. Love it. Take, I, take Jack Eichel. I'll buy an yep. Eichel Kraken jersey. <laughs> Fucking let's go. Let's go Kraken. That would be kind of. Sick. At this point, Jack Eichel is out as a saber. So it's it's kind of like, who who do we have next? So yeah. But paint. We're we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. And it's commercial will, time. It's commercial time. Oh, man. We, uh, you, ha- you yourself have a podcast, and I think we're going to promote it a little bit. Oh. So we will be back here in just a minute on the Front Porch Podcast. So is it recording now? I, th- I, think, I think so. so. I'm, I'm still bad at this. So, wait. I'm, are, you, are you advising me to encourage your audience to listen to my podcast um i think so i we don't really have much of i mean we have a few people listen to us and and we would we would love it if they if they stopped and they would listen to what what, what is your podcast called well mine um out here on the west coast newman and Payne podcast n-e-w-m-a-n like hello newman and pain podcast but not hello newman it's just newman and pain podcast now unlike what's offered out there in buffalo uh hang on according to the hat that i have here the queen city what's offered in buffalo is one of the best podcasts that people could and should be listening to step out buffalo I think he's talking about the uh, we uh, we talk about Buffalo podcast. That they're good. They are. I've listened to them. Oh God, he's staring at us. Are we doing something wrong? I think. Listen to him. Listen to Front Porch podcast. Also, while you're at it, when you have time, please, and when you have time, and I mean this um, in the most gracious way possible, please listen to Newman and Payne podcast. Out here on the West Coast in, uh, I mean, we're three hours behind, I guess, you, because while we're three hours behind, you, <laughs> we might appear at 7 a.m. We might appear at 6.45 a.m. We might even appear at 6.30 a.m. on a Monday. And guess what? That means 9.30 your time. Hey, I love you, Buffalo. Please listen. Thanks. You probably talk about better stuff than we talk about as well. I would say so. I don't. But the best part is you should listen to the Front Porch Podcast and you should listen to Newman and Payne Podcast right here on Front Porch Podcast now. Would you, would you, would you be an affiliate of the Front Porch Podcast? <sighs> you could be like our sister <sighs> city podcast. Yeah, like our sister city podcast. <sighs> that's a yeah. Is that a yes? I think that's a yes. I think that's a huge <sighs> yes. Love okay. it. 
I'm going to take Let's this. Go. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go, go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. We are affiliated Front Porch Podcast. We are Newman and Payne. We are here to announce the official affiliation of Newman and Payne at Front Porch Podcast. You heard it here first on the Front Porch Podcast. Let's go. Payne, where can they find the Newman and Payne podcast? Where are you? Spotify, SoundCloud, and hopefully Apple soon. We are hoping to get on Apple soon as well. What? Like the fruit? Yes. We're going to mail out fruit to people with our logo. With, with our face. That's, you know, we they do that with potatoes. We could do that with apples and corner a whole new market of nutrition. Now we're talking. Now, now we're monetizing. Now we're monetizing. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to be going public sometime this year, so please invest in the stocks. Yep. Uh, they're going to be penny stocks. And by penny stocks, I mean you can get one stock of Front Porch Podcast and one stock of Newman and Payne for... Uh, about a about a, a one hundredth of a penny, and we will also beer for beer money. And if you invest in our penny stocks, we will send you a picture of the front porch podcast pet penny. We will or a beer or a beer or a beer or a beer. Let's go! Come on, let's go! Let's go! go! This is Jared. Wasn't a part of this commercial. Hope you enjoyed it, though. As much as I did. Yep. And we are back with Chris Payne out of Reno, Nevada. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what you like about Buffalo because as someone from across the country, you, you are a huge fan of Buffalo. And the 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 shirt, the picture that you gave us to promo this episode was you in an, an Eaton shirt. Yeah, Every Time I Die is, is my band. Every Time I Die has been, I think, if, if I look back on everything, that's the beginning of my love for Buffalo. And that started 20 years ago. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky enough. I saw every time I die um, in Sacramento, they played this this hole in the wall club at the time called the Boardwalk, whose owner passed away last year. Um, God rest your soul, Mark Earl. Um, uh, the Boardwalk was like the pinnacle place to see all of the bands at that time. From uh, every time I die, Poison the Well, um, Hymns, God, I mean, eighteen visions. Like we'll be here forever, listing all of the who's who of bands, basically that are playing the. Um, they're playing some festival like the third week of September in Alabama this year, and I saw that flyer. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Like, I want to go to this, <laughs> and it's in Alabama, so I don't think I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, the festival coming to Alabama soon too. It's like a huge, like emo revival festival that's happening. That's the one. Oh, is that the one? Oh shit! Yeah. Look at that. Oh wow! I know mm-hmm. Alabama has a huge uh, Brandy who worked, who still works at Buffalo. She was lucky enough to go to. Um, they have a huge uh, alternative festival. I don't know if they still have it in Alabama on the beach. I forget what it's called. Um, shaky knees. Shaky knees. I thought that was Atlanta, but it's Alabama. <laughs> For some reason, beach and Alabama are doing yeah. this to me right now. <laughs> no. Al- Alabama has a beach 
It has a beard. I'm sure film. it has legs. Boys, am I having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> you smell toast. Yeah. I've never smelled toast. Thank you for asking, though. I appreciate it. So inside to my life. So the Buffalo thing with every time I die, and then I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pan this down real quick because of course, um, our friend Adam Olszewski, he is out of Naples, New York, or Newark, Newark. What am I talking about? Newark, New York. <laughs> Flannel Underground, his cover band. Yes, that's an awesome shirt. That is awesome. So I reached out to him and or reached out to somebody, I don't know who it was, of of the group, whoever it was that was kind enough to respond. Cause they were like, Hey, we have these t-shirts and blah blah blah. And I was like, Oh man, can you do a, a black body white sleeve raglan and this, that, and the other? And they said, Can you send us eighteen dollars? Done. I'm <laughs> like, take my money. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, who do I send it to? And I need to send it immediately. You and, and your baseball shirts. Yeah, I just I love these shirts. It's just it's it's been my style for the longest time. I, I do need to ask you about um, now. No, I'm, I'm I'm guessing everybody that is listening to this podcast, except for maybe Mike. I think you follow him on social media. Do you oh. follow Payne? I do not. Oh, so nobody. All right, follows. I'll correct that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Payne had a shirt, and I think this was five years ago now that you got into a bit of trouble from, and it was a shirt. Of Donald Trump, former "quote unquote" president Donald Trump, uh, uh, getting his face shot off. I, well, I, I'm not sure if it was him blowing it it off himself or uh, just like a gunshot. But there's a picture of uh, you had a shirt of a band. It was a band shirt of Trump getting his face shot off, and people did not like it. I do remember your post. So the band is uh, from Richmond, Virginia. They're called Municipal Waste. They're a thrash band. Um, as, as my friend Mark would put it, they're a party thrash band okay. and municipal waste are, are like, I one of the, one of the best shows I ever saw him play going back to, uh, concerts was seeing them with Guar. And in fact, the club, uh, the rock club here in town at the time that I was also working while doing radio, I was, I was the director of their social media and local and digital marketing. So I'm up front, I'm shooting photographs of, of, municipal waste everything is good but the way i was positioned i'm doing like i'm trying to catch a stance and trying to like hold still and someone came like flying they were crowd surfing or whatever next thing you know they came flying over the barricade and landed almost on my ankle almost snapped it in half oh shit jeez Jeez. yeah and right as they landed on, I pulled my leg back and I'm still shooting photographs. I'm like, holy shit, that hurts. And I'm trying to take, <laughs> I'm trying to take the pictures. I'm not trying to be like Michael Jordan in the 98 finals, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. And I just finally had to put the camera down. I go, can I, can I bend? This hurts. Can I, I'm not broken. We're taking pictures. And just right back at it. That's wow. so fucking awesome. That's impressive that you had the fortitude to just keep shooting. Too. I had to. Thank <laughs> you. Jordan in the 98 finals got me. Yeah, that got me. Uh, <laughs> the also, the, so the shirt, it's it's a depiction of, uh, it's a picture of Donald. So Donald Trump at one point, he he was like making this this face. And as he's doing it, like his hand, not making a like a gun motion, yep. but his hand is like in this this position where he's like he's making this odd look or whatever, and he's pointing at his own head. Well, 
whoever it was in municipal wastes graphics department decided to take it and and add a pistol to his hand and it's a the it's the depiction of trump basically um taking his own life and on the back of the shirt it just says municipal waste and their giant logo on the front and then there's a picture of trump then on the back it says the only walls we build what does it say the only walls we build are uh are walls of death because that was like the, the that was the the like the mosh pit thing lamb of god oh, basically yeah. started it and yeah. Another Richmond, Virginia band, but they they like okay, all right, Randy Blythe, all right, I'm gonna have you guys line up over here, you guys line up over here, and when I count to four, we're gonna hit this part, and one, two, three, all of a sudden it was like, and like the band was kicking ass, and everybody was just like, ah, turns into gladiator and just like killing each other, and the band is just on stage, just like this is awesome. Payne knows I'm not into to the heavier music. I, I've actually I've I've gone to him on I I I've gotten into Ghost I like I like Ghost Ghost is sweet my man yep Payne got me into Ghost yes uh, but the Wall of Death is something I do know from the heavy music culture so I I am familiar with that I just want to give a shout out and also I want to give a shout out to your hat switch because you now have a Buffalo Bison shirt on or hat on. And I want to know your opinion on the naming of the Buffalo Bisons because I would actually like I would like to know more information behind it because the only thing I know and and basically everything is um, Bills related or Buffalo related unless yep. you're the Canisius Golden Griffins. So the Bisons were actually a former. I don't want I don't want to be wrong here, but I believe they might have been a former semi-major or minor league team the bisons the buffalo bisons were okay and they took the name from that team and in the 90s the stadium here in buffalo which i believe now is coca-cola or duntire we were duntire now we're coca now we're coca-cola field it's coca-cola field the stadium uh was actually built before by the same people that built camden yards okay Uh, before Camden Yards was built, and it was built in a way that the stadium could be expanded to fit a major league team in a yes. in a retro style ballpark mm-hmm. that they actually did the design for in Camden Yards for Baltimore. Buffalo never got that major league team, uh, and so the the stadium is kind of if it looks unfinished technically, but. The Bisons to me are a team that Bison is another name for a Buffalo. Correct. The Buffalo Buffalo. So you are technically the Buffalo Buffaloes. Yeah. And, you know, the University of Buffalo, where my man, Camille Mack, Khalil Mack, for the Bears. There you go. Yes. So you've got the University of Buffalo, UB. Uh, as I referenced the Canisius Golden Griffins. And here's the thing. I did not know Canisius was in your city until um, 2016 when I was out there. And I heard someone mention Canisius. Like, my ears just perked up right away. Because they're one of those, like, tertiary schools that when they make the NCAA tournament for March Madness, I get excited. Because you never see, like, you see Canisius uh, in there, like, every eight to ten years at best. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Like the Iona Gales, yeah. you get, you've got the Iona Gales, you've got the uh, St. Mary's Saints, I think. Yep. 
Um, uh, St. Mary's Gales, I think they are. Or it's the St. Mary's Gales, yeah. Yep. Is it? But it is the Iona Gales, correct? It, it's the Iona Saints and the St. Mary's Gales, Saints. I think. St. Mary's Gales. Okay, uh, but but that's what I'm saying. So, like, we, I get excited about these schools. So, um, like, Wichita State, the Shockers, you've got uh, Holy Cross, the Crusaders. Like, I shoot for those um, uh, uh, super – like non-popular schools to make it to the tournament just because I want to see those schools get more attention. No, I, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. And I think that you might agree with me that the NCAA tournament might be the best playoff format in all of sports. Yes. Yes Hell, and yes. Hell yeah. This, the Stanley Cup is up there. The Stanley Cup is – the playoffs is super exciting. Oh, yeah. Major League oh, Baseball yeah. playoffs, super exciting. And uh, I, I know you're a fan of baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. As wearing a Buffalo Bisons hat, you are also uh, one of the top. I, I, I don't. I don't want to call you a PR man. Uh, media relations is that a good? Is that a good person for the Reno? Media Aces? relations is good, but officially, I am the on-field MC for the Reno Aces. There we go. Ooh, there it is. Awesome. Hell yeah! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Ace ball memories. Yes, sir. So Ace Ball Memories, that was a hashtag that was started in 2010. And it it hung on for a couple of years. And it just kind of faded. But I just I never let it go. And so I think it was uh, 2012. Anytime I used the hashtag Ace Ball Memories, I would tag it with the year too. So Ace Ball Memories 2012, 13, 14, 15, and so on. Uh, I actually have a funny thing about that. Because I'm gonna show it to the camera. I don't know if they can. I don't know if you can see it, Payne. But it is a your tweet from earlier that says, "Love watching Aces alum do what they do best, especially what does it say? Especially after having the good fortune of watching him do that here in Reno for so long." And yeah, so you're talking about the blast that Christian Walker did over the left field, left field wall. And when Walker was here in town for two and a half years, um, he never got the call to go up because he was always stuck in first base. Um, he had made the rounds of a handful of other teams but couldn't get on because everybody had their position player. Locked in a contract, no way they were going to like get get rid of them to make way for, for Walker and, and Walker's last stint before he came to Reno, I believe was with the Baltimore Orioles. As and a baseball did, nerd, I'm familiar with Christian Walker, but continue. Yeah. So Walker, Walker didn't get, didn't get the window. So he comes in with, with the aces, um, with the diamondbacks organization, excuse me. <clears throat> and when he gets in, like he's, he's very with Walker. It was tough because with him, it's very speak when spoken to. And like, like you can say something to him and he'll maybe give you a one word answer. And that's that. Um, When he would say something to you, you're like, got it. No problem. Let's take care of it. And so when Goldie got the, basically got the trade to St. Louis, that opened the window at first base for Walker to go up to Arizona and never look back. Now the, 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 Good and bad sides to that was we had two major players here in town that could have easily filled those shoes. Clearly, one was Christian Walker. Another was a player named Kevin Crone. And Kevin Crone now plays in Japan, 
and his his brother CJ played for the Blue Jays and yep. um, played Angels. for the Tam- the Devil Rays. Yeah, uh, I don't know where he where CJ's at now, but I do know that that their dad actually was our manager for two years. Really? And yeah, their dad Chris Crone was our manager, and now um, Chris has moved on to I don't know I don't know if he's just being a full-time dad or if he's traveling with one of the guys or whatever but now the Aces have um former catcher for the Aces Blake Lolly as their new manager as a like ambassador for you know the Reno Aces as Reno in general what are the similarities you see between Reno and Buffalo wow um <clears throat> first off it starts with community and what I noticed about the Buffalo community, um, especially in, in, in the last, because we're recording this in March, you'll edit and, and, and this will air whenever it does. But what I noticed especially is in the, during the NFL playoffs, one of the strongest moves, in fact, this even goes back to, in fact, I'm going to call you guys to the carpet on something during one of your podcasts real quick, because, um, going back to uh, a, a podcast that you guys had where you were praising Tyrod Taylor, saying Tyrod Taylor took us to the playoffs. You were so stoked. Everything was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. And as I'm listening, I stopped and I pushed the – I paused the button and I looked at the screen. Of course, you guys can't hear me because I'm here, you're there. And, you know, without hearing me, I'm like, let's be honest. Andy Dalton took you to the playoffs, not Tyrod yeah. Taylor. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I mean, you're I, not wrong. I will play devil's advocate on that where yes, Andy Dalton got us to the playoffs, but if Tyrod Taylor did not play the way he did throughout the season, we would not be in that position for accurate. Andy Dalton That's to true. get us into the playoffs. That so, is accurate. Enough, and that was, and so because of Ty's play that year, like that's, that really got me to notice the bills more than ever. I mean, it, it's, it's been, it's been fun to watch their plight um, against the Patriots year after year. It's like, F off Patriots. Like, just hell yes. Just, Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been hell. It's been hell. Yes. I mean, I get it. Tom Brady's an amazing player. Fine. But, I mean, like, you guys, it's, it's only so long that Buffalo can be the bridesmaid, not the bride. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Hey, yeah. I should have – when we – when Andy Dalton threw that touchdown – I hit my knees. Yep, and I cried. No, I am. I will admit one hundred percent. I fell to my knees and I fucking cried. I, I'm a lifelong Bills fan. I'm sure you did, Jared. That was such a long drought. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, I didn't believe it. You can't. How do you believe that? You know, my friend Greg. I was living with Greg at the time. Yeah, we watched that live, and as soon as that touchdown happened, there wasn't celebration. We dropped to our knees and we. Bald like fucking babies. <laughs> the last time before that the Bills had been to the playoffs, I was ten fucking years old. I was nine. I was ninety nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ninety. Like, I was, I was a old. child. My nephew was just born. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, like you, you, you can't it's so hard to fat like I, I don't even know. And like everyone, like when we went to the AFC championship this year. You get those negative fair weather fans sometimes. And yeah. I heard a lot of it, especially when I went to work the next day. Yeah. It's like, oh, fucking Bills really dropped the ball there. It's like, dude, 
Shut no. the fuck up. That, that game against Baltimore. We haven't seen an AFC championship since I was like four. That right? game against Baltimore was all I needed. Yeah. I, that, Whenever. That, that touchdown return. Forward. That interception return for a touchdown. You and I tackled each other to the amazing. ground. Yeah. We cracked our downstairs neighbor's ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. That's a true story. It's 100%. And, they, and what the, what's amazing is they were just laughing they were, they didn't because they care. were watching it downstairs. They're like, no, Beautiful. no, it's totally fine. Like, we get it. <laughs> but you know what? Um, God so bless Trey and Anita. Shout out. So the, the community aspect, again, going back to that, that's what, what got me. And, and so um, if I'm not mistaken, Bill's Mafia took money and they like gathered a pool of money and they found out whatever charity that Andy Dalton supported or was behind and said, Hey, here's a truckload of money. Yes, oh yeah. Andy yes. Dalton. Um, when, uh, who, who did we injure? We injured somebody in, uh, Oh my God. I donated money to it. And in I, that last I, I game forgot too. I can't think of who it was. It was, Oh, um, it was Lamar. It was Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Lamar, yeah. When, when Lamar. he got concussed, I donated yeah. $30 to his charity in Louisville. Yeah. yeah. And, and the most right. recent one too is when we thought we were going to get JJ Watt. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. people, people donated. We donated to JJ Watt. The thing about Buffalo is, is people don't realize that, yeah, okay, Buffalo has a professional sports team. It is also a extremely blue-collar, middle-class NFL franchise. The only other team you're getting out of that is Green Bay. Everywhere yeah. else is a, a major hub of uh, – a metropolitan hub. And with Buffalo is – with the amount of dread that – the fans of the bills have felt over the years. If we can, if we beat you fair and square, like we did the cult, the, the um, Ravens. Yeah. And, and Lamar Jack, Lamar Jackson gets hurt. We are going to donate as much as the community can. Yeah. Do your thing. And that got a lot of national attention. And I think that is awesome. That's just for the, the culture city of, of Buffalo. It. That's the culture of the city. Say, yeah, that's just the way people. That's feel. just how right. we are. It's a very here. giving. It's, yeah, city. a lot of people say the city of good neighbors is a lie, and I don't believe that at all. No, not at all. No, and and so I like people. People tell me out here because I mean I grew basically grew up a Raiders fan, and it was up until the two thousand nine season that two games in basically the Raiders just win baby. Um, mantra Davis, was, baby. was anything but just win. And I was like, I had had enough. I was doing a Monday night football broadcast on the radio station. It works at the time. And I openly said, going into halftime, I said, you know what? I'm divorcing this team. I'm over it. I need to find a new team. If you have a suggestion, tweet it at me, uh, post on my Facebook page, let me know, but I'm over it. I'm done with the Raiders over like this marriage. It is over. Like I'm like, and, and I moved on and people are like, ah, oh, so full of it. Like this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, a couple weeks go by after some consideration, all of a sudden it's like boop, Chicago bears. And so people like went, but you chose the Bears. You could have gone like with the Packers, 49ers. I go, if I chose the 49ers, I'd have to kick my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, but people are like, Cowboys, this, Steelers, anything. I go, no. I, I, like, 
for me, it's hockey, it's football, it's the Bears, it's the Blackhawks. Let's get it on. And I like it. That, that actually happened to be a, like a paramount year for both because the Bears actually played some good football and the Blackhawks wound up winning the Stanley Cup that year, the, going into the 2010 season. I was actually going to ask you how you became a fan of Chicago teams because I've only known you as a West Coast guy. Yeah. You, you, you grew up on the West Coast and everything you know of is the West Coast. And I, I, Chicago, the only reason I like the Blackhawks, and I will put this out there, is Patrick Kane. From Buffalo. Say that. Buffalo. Yep. He scored that goal to win that cup. Yep. He, <laughs> yes, Patrick he Kane is the pride of Buffalo. Uh, Ryan O'Callaghan. I know you're a hockey fan. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. Ryan Callahan. Yeah, Ryan O'Callaghan. He was yes. the... Uh, he was on the Amherst. His uh, he's the pride of Rochester. Brian Gianta, the pride of Rochester. Oh, Gianta! Wow, Gianta, yeah. Wow. Uh, Gianta's mom, my dentist, back in Rochester when I was growing up. Hey now. Yep. Uh, so, fun fact about them: uh, Western New York has a huge hockey background that a lot of people don't realize about. And right. I know you're a huge hockey fan. Big time. Uh, Western New York is actually a hotbed of NHL talent, and people don't realize that. So the my introduction to hockey was um, going through the paper one day, and I saw I saw a fight, like a photo of a fight, and there was one player who just looked like he was just creaming the other, and his fist like so like sunk into the player's face it almost looked like the pantera album cover of vulgar display of power yeah. and the player who's administering the punch the look on his face was just like he was so determined i went i need to root for that hockey team and it turns out that hockey team was the winnipeg jets the player was oh, ty domi ty domi oh, wow what a Ooh. name drop damn <laughs> nhl like 98 i remember ty domi yeah yeah but, I mean, it, it goes back before 98, so, like, early 90s, like, or, or late 80s, early 90s. That, yeah. was, pre, that was pre-Maple oh, Leafs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was so on the I, Maple Leafs late in his career. I, I love the fights between him and Rob Ray. Oh, my God. So, when I saw him fight, I'm like, I need to root for that team because, like, that's one of the things that is sorely missing from hockey these days. We, I mean, finesse hockey is great. We need yeah. some violent gentlemen out there. You, right? you really do. You really need some violent gentlemen. You need the big man play again. I miss the, day, the days of the enforcer. Exactly. The, really the, the Buka Boom, the Marty McSorleys. We need these players back out there. Yeah. And so, um, so, um, where was I going to go with this real quick? Oh, so, anyway, so so I stayed with the, the Winnipeg Jets for the longest time. And then when they they packed up and left Winnipeg for Phoenix, people were like, are you going to root for the Coyotes? I go, well, no. At that time, the believe it or not, the very first professional hockey game I ever saw was in Sacramento, California. I've got the ticket stub in a box of – I should have brought it out. It's in a box to my right, your left. And – the very first hockey game I ever saw was in Sacramento. It was an exhibition game. It was the Boston Bruins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, that's that awesome. That's a great game. That's, yeah. Nin yeah. 1994. And, it, like, little did I know that was going to be the precursor almost 15 years later 
would I wind up becoming a Blackhawks fan. So I stayed, basically stayed with the, with, uh, the, uh, the, the Jets. And then when the, the, my favorite player on the Jets wound up becoming Tamu Solani and he signed with the Anaheim Ducks, I was like, Tamu, I, I love Tamu Solani. Yeah. I, you know what sucks though is like, like you just miss – uh, Dominic Hasek playing for the Blackhawks. Yep. <laughs> so, so let's let's do this. Hold on. Uh, I just uh, um, I've I've had one of these tonight so far. I'm gonna go ahead and open my second blue light. Okay. I've had a local beer here in town. Uh, the local beer is this company called Revision. Oh, awesome. oh hell yeah! yeah. Disco Ninja. Hell yeah! Disco Ninja. That's an awesome. I want to try that. Get, cool. get it out on the East Coast. Yeah, right. And now I'm getting into this one called Hazy Bones. Oh, Hazy Bones. Dude, we're going to have to hit you up and, like, give you some money to send us some beer, yeah, man. I love trying. Yeah. Yo, let's swap back and forth. We'll send you beer. You send us beer. Hell yeah. You know me. I'm, I'm like, look, I'm a cheap date. I'll bring you guys all the all the good stuff, and I'll take home all the eastbound and down, whatever, as long as I can have, <laughs> as long as long as I can have the bandit in front of the snowman, we're good to go. I'll, we'll send you a six pack to Hayburn. Oh, yes. yeah. that'll that'll get you going. Okay, so um, uh, hockey. Um, where were we? Uh, we were talking Tamu Solani, right? And Not then, oh, right. There's a player you guys had at one point in on Buffalo that my friend Greg and I were pining away, pining away. <clears throat> excuse me for him to be traded to New Jersey. Because we were waiting to buy a New Jersey Devils jersey. Miroslav Shatan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miroslav Shatan. Shatan. Devils. My, my mom did not let me buy a Miroslav Shatan jersey because she thought it said Satan. Yes. We wanted we wanted Shatan to get traded to the Devils so bad and wear would, number six. Because then it would have been six. It, it would have been, been so perfect. Yeah, yeah it, it would have been perfect. He, where did he go after us? I know he was in. He was on the Bruins. Yep. All I know. I think him, he ended it with the Bruins. I think yeah. all I know of him after the Sabres was the Bruins. But he got a cup, though. He did end up getting a cup. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when Shatan was on the Sabres, I – Shatan and Afeniganov were my boys. Afeniganov was amazing. He really was. He really was. I don't know. Are you familiar with Afeniganov? Uh, not fully. Uh, the name, yes, but not the stats. Maxim Afeniganov. Maxim he was Afeniganov, a, yeah. he was a tiny little speedy Russian. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He yeah. was incredible. Um, I, I just miss the '90s Sabers. I oh. miss Alexei Zhitnik. I miss Richard Schmelik. I Groshik, Vaclav Varada. Speaking of hockey. I have a question for Payne. Um, I miss someone... 90s hockey, and I miss Yarmir Yager's hair. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the flow? The flow? <laughs> oh, oh, so good. The lettuce? Come on. <laughs> the lettuce. Amazing. Uh, as someone yeah, on the so. West Coast, how, how – fam- I know you probably are, but how familiar are people with the Sabres announcer? And Nobody. I, no, in fact – Rick um, Nobody, I, I, no. I was blanking on the name. Rick Jenner, yeah. who I think is probably one of the most iconic announcers in hockey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you say announcer, do you mean like a play-by-play or like a Doc Emmerich or like what are we he's, looking at? He's our play-by-play. He's our play-by-play. He's our when, – when the Sabres score a goal, he's got a catchphrase for it. Every oh. player too. Yeah. There was there, – there's a whole bunch. There was Mayday. 
There when was Brad May. Brad May scored, yeah. what, the, the one I remember and probably you remember is Stu Barnes. <laughs> Barnes. Uh, the one I remember is I was in, I was just getting into hockey. The saber, it was just out of the lockout. They scored against the Senators. And uh, these guys are good, scary good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Wait, I, another I, hat change. There we go. Oh, wow. Aces. Another aces. <laughs> I was trying to slip it in before it's like you would this. Okay, so uh, a couple of things. We in town here in Reno, we before the Reno Aces were a baseball team, we actually had a hockey team called the Reno Aces. Oh, okay. okay. So were, were they an AHL team? They were an ECHL team. Oh, so okay. Oh, okay. All right. Was that yeah? So easy? so we had we had an, actually a number of different hockey teams. We had the Reno Aces. We had the Reno Renegades. We had a team called the Reno Rage. And then um, when is this airing? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, whenever we feel like putting yeah. it out <laughs> within a week Be- or so, because there like a man- year, sometime in twenty twenty one. We have we have teased it plenty. So sometime this year is uh, there- October good for you? <laughs> there may or may not be a team um, coming to town that I may or may not be the MC and DJ for, and they may or may not be playing hockey in Reno. Ooh. Wait. Well, now you got to tell us, okay, man. Right. Time, I, I don't want to get you into any NDN. No, 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 no. All is good. Here's the thing. Um, they're called the Reno Ice Raiders, and they are moving from Northern California. They are basically, from what I'm told, a beer-drinking hockey team. Because um, the, the whole league in general is like uh, beer drinkers. Um, some guys are like lawyers and doctors and professionals and this, that, and the other. And then on the weekend, they're hockey players. That's amazing. And they get oh, that's together. So cool. That's absolutely amazing. Right? <laughs> so I, like I, was, I was approached by the GM here in town sent me a message on Instagram and he goes, Hey, I know you do stuff with the aces. Um, would you have time to table a meeting? I was like, sure. Why not? And I sat down with him and it was like, at first I'm kind of listening to him because he was like very, just kind of almost, um, for lack of a better term, seemed obtuse in the conversation, like very, you know, well, like, I don't care. And this, that, and like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm trying to like, still get a feel for him. He goes, so, you know, are you interested or not? <laughs> yeah, very much so. And he goes, cool. Um, so MC and cool being a DJ too. I said, yeah. And he goes, all right, let us know how much we need to pay you. And we'll go from there. How many home games do we have? We have 10. Okay. When do we start? Like I'm now I'm like all these different <laughs> things that like halfway through the meeting, I'm so pumped on everything. I just reach out for the handshake. I'm like, how about a handshake? <laughs> and he goes, yes. <laughs> So, so yeah, we, give me your hand, please, <laughs> please. With, with, with the similarities between, you know, Nevada has Las Vegas as their city, and then Reno it is. But, kind of but hold on, real quick, before you get to that, yes. There, now, here's the thing. I don't know if Buffalo has a rival. Like, oh, do you man. have a rival city? And if oh, you do, yeah. are, are we talking like just in general or in sports? So, when, for instance, here, like in sports mainly, Toronto. yes, Toronto, Toronto, Cleveland, New England, Boston, oh, shit. three of them, four. Wow. Oh, we've got a ton of rivals. Yeah, yeah. It, it's super heated here. So, you're talking hockey. We we definitely have the. Uh, 
Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Honestly, okay. if you want to throw it back a bit, you, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins for the Bills. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. The, the Dolphins for the Bills. The Patriots for the Bills. We could give a shit about the Jets, honestly. Fuck the Jets. Um, <laughs> hockey, I would say Toronto. Boston. The okay. Bruins have, have yeah. for a while there, were the Rangers, bane of our existence. Um, eh, not maybe so much the Rangers. The Rangers really never kept us out of anything. Uh, back in the day, it was the Flyers. Fly, fuck yeah. the Flyers. Yeah, the Flyers They were beat huge. us tonight. Fuck the Flyers. Uh, <laughs> The okay, everybody abomination. beat us <laughs> yeah. this year. Fuck the Sabres. I know. So here in Reno, we have, like, a lot of us who are very northern Nevada have such and, – and, and, Phil, this will now really, like, become full circle. Okay, Why okay. I don't like Vegas. Because in, in northern Nevada – we have a chip on our shoulder about Las Vegas because Las Vegas, they have um, the they're they're like these prima donnas who walk around. They they have this attitude and everything under the sun. And because Reno is such a blue collar city, because Reno is very like we work hard to get to where we need to be, and we don't get things handed to us the way some do in Las Vegas. We have this chip on our shoulder toward Las Vegas. We have the same very similar thing with New York City because a lot of people including people that are big into sports think that the Jets and the Giants are based out of New York City and Buffalo is technically if you want to talk about it the only New York professional football team. Yep. There is no other <laughs> professional football yep. team in the state of New York. And the Bills get a lot. I mean, not as much usually because Josh Allen is our Lord and Savior. But before him, the, the Bills got a lot of shit for that. And it's like the Jets and Giants, they don't even play in New York. And nope. out of that is just like living my entire life here in Buffalo in general. And Jared, I'm sure you yep. can totally attest to this. I am so sick outside of sports of having to answer the question from people that are not from the area. Cause I've done it over the years of, Oh, so, so you're, you're in New York. Yeah. I'm in Buffalo. Oh, you must be in like New York city all the time. Uh, no. And you what have you, to get the oh, same oh, question, right? And they're, they're, they're like, Oh, what do you mean? No. And I'm like, yeah, like New York city's like, six and a half fucking hours away from where I live. <laughs> so I, I, I've never been to New York City, so I don't know. Payne, you asked the exact question about Vegas. So, yeah. People think Reno. Do you get that? All of the time. Yes. <laughs> oh, Reno, like, you guys are probably around the corner from Vegas. We're like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last time I was in Vegas, Payne took a plane from Reno to Vegas. I would take a plane, a plane. From here to New York City. Yeah, it's, it's, what the fuck? I'm no, not driving the there. I'm wasting okay. my time. He flew Six in. And, half, and we were like, oh, when are you arriving? Like, <laughs> he wasn't driving. No. So, Jared, what's the longest time you've spent on a plane? Oh, man. Let me think. Uh, Probably California. Mm, there's California, but then I also went to Cancun. So oh, yeah. They're right like similar. So, oh, I've... Yeah. I've flown into LA. Uh, that was what about four hours, four and a half, something like that. And I think Cancun was similar. It was about three and a half, four. 
So okay. That might have been the longest I've been on a plane. So here's the th- here's another thing that that you that you and Mike don't know about Phil's trips to Vegas is from Buffalo they're nonstop. Okay. So That's the moment cool. they they get on there, it's it's badass. It's great because like when I come out there, I go Reno, Vegas, Buffalo, and you know mm. that's that's another reason why because because Vegas is just like bring me everybody, right? <laughs> everyone come to McCarran. Yes, right. Oh, and by the and speaking of which, um, by the time this airs, um, McCarran actually may be under a name change. Really? Oh wow. Yes, yeah, so here comes a fun like boomerang. Hey, we have a a breaking news, breaking news here on the Front Porch Podcast. Yeah, so we have a new name change. You heard it here first. Heard it here first for McCarran, the Nevada McCarran Airport or Las Vegas Airport pain. Yeah, McCarran, Inter- McCarran International Airport um, is more than likely about to change its name. Trying to do like there are people in Vegas. And, and a lot of people in the Silver State here are not happy about this, but there are people in Vegas who are trying to get the name changed to Harry Reid Airport, and we have we have what is referred to as the McCarran Loop here in town. So the McCarran Loop is um, basically it's it's one continuous road that goes around the entire um, Reno Sparks area. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So time out. There's a very similar thing in Rochester. It was okay. called the Interloop. And it went basically around the entire metropolitan area of Rochester. They huh. split that in half, and it is, it is no longer a loop. It is kind of like uh, the 33 here in Buffalo. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But, so now, but not as massive. It's, got, it's just like a half. So I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's all good. So it takes about, uh, like on a, on, on a bike, <clears throat> excuse me, with no wind and all that, it takes about a little over four hours to ride the entire McCarran Loop on a bike. Okay. Okay. Like you can drive the McCarran Loop in 45, 50 minutes total. You can drive around like Tahoe in about, give or take, two and a half hours. But yeah, so McCarran, the name McCarran itself is um, tied to, as uh, people would say in this day and age, is tied to the whole cancel culture thing. And the person, uh, McCarran in general, was tied to, um, if I'm not mistaken, if I get this right, slavery and uh, oppression and all that stuff. So there are people who are like throwing a flag on the play going, uh, we need to change that. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's very, it's actually very similar to something going on here in Buffalo because a lot of, uh, I should say a lot of the, uh, a lot of, uh, the, uh, houses at UB, the, uh, schools and dormitory houses were named after civil war, uh, generals and stuff. Okay. And a lot of people are going for the change of those houses, or even if they weren't Civil War generals, they were people that had. They're doing the same thing with uh, Miller Fillmore too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yep. Millard, Miller Miller Fillmore is. Uh, it's no longer the Miller Fillmore. Blah blah blah. Hospital and. Blah, yeah. Really. Yep. Wow. So. One thing that I noticed is I'm going through my photographs here in my phone from the last time that I was in Buffalo because I, I, if, if I can say this, I really miss your city a lot. No, please say that because we 
personally, all three of us, we love Buffalo and we oh, want to, yeah. Oh yeah. We want to get that out there about how great Buffalo is. And the only thing that people know Buffalo for is the Bills suck and the Sabres suck. And that's really all people know Buffalo for. No. So it's kind of circling back to um, the community and the culture and everything that I noticed about Buffalo when I was the last time that I was there five years ago now in 2016. Um, one of my favorite things was I, and I, and I drank this because of the can, not so much of the product, but I drank this can. Oh yes. Hell Bud yeah. Light. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I drank, I drank that, but then I also, I had a few of these. Okay. Molson. There you yes. go. Um, and then, so another one of my favorite things is this photograph. Um, it's, it's tough to tell tough to send it to, um, Jared or Mike, cause Phil does not, do you guys have an iPhone? Yes. 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 Okay, um, I'm going to send this photograph. Uh, I need uh, Phil. I need you to give uh, Jared and Mike my phone number so I can send this photo because it's a live photo. And when you by by live photo, it almost it, it almost brings tears to my eyes in such a good way because of everything that's happening in the background of the photograph and. The, the 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 memories associated with it from over my left shoulder to over everybody else's shoulders to back behind the bar but this was after um this is this is at swanee house and this photograph in in particular and, and as soon as phil sends it to me I'll, I'll text it over or sends me your guys's number i'll text it over to you um right that and and the the good times there's this donut that I found. I don't know if you can like see it. If it's too, am I close enough? It's 1964. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. The, the Sabers one. Yeah. 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 So I get heck because people are like, ah, Tim Hortons is garbage. I'm like, Tim Hortons makes a good donut. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. They do. We we um, love Timmy Hose up here. Oh yeah. We say everyone says America runs on Duncan, but I mean, basically Buffalo, South Canada. So. Yes. And then there's this hat in particular that I cannot find anymore that I'm so bummed that I did not buy it, that I wish I would have bought this hat. Oh, man. It was at the, it's at the gift shop. It was at the gift shop, like right as you pass the checkpoint, Charlie. So like on the right, like right as you walk through and they're like right there is a gift shop. And I walk in cause I was going to like, look for some sort of awesome buffalo tchotchke gift something or other and all of a sudden and i'm trying to think of things to bring home to people that i want to bring home to and i see the hat and i like take two pictures of the hat going i'm gonna come back for it i'll be back five years ago yeah. oh, and you know what man. we believe in you and we believe you'll still be back Oh, I'm coming back. There's no question. <laughs> when you're here in Buffalo, dude, we're gonna fucking party, man. I'm oh, telling yeah. you. Oh. We're, we're, it's good. We're gonna close down Seneca at 4 a.m. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because because now going back to this, going back to Buffalo and all that, um, the summer of 15 when I was out there, I remember being so lit up and having such a great time with everybody that I was playing on my phone, like as the, at the loudest possible volume, I was playing David Lee Roth's Ladies Night in Buffalo while we're walking down the street. And then all of a sudden, like 
I pause the music and I stop. And everybody's just kind of like walking, going, conversation, and they keep going and they're there. And they all of a sudden somebody stops because they turn to say something to me. As they turn to say something, they did a double take and they go, Payne, what are you doing? I go, do you guys not smell that? And they go, smell what? Your city smells like Count Chocula right now. (laughs) (laughs) And just like you guys, the whole group erupted in laughter. (laughs) And I don't don't remember who it was, but they pointed. They go, General Mills is right there. And I was like, I need to go there. (laughs) I just started walking. So, oh my God. Oh. I have. Oh, I mean, oh God, there yes. it is. Yes. There it is. Man. Oh, I have goodness. two of these family-sized boxes left. And it's, it, here's the thing. I get them every every Halloween. And I try to find, because like we have, like, Target out here is the only one that carries the family-sized boxes. So last Halloween, I, <laughs> I like, called down the Target I go, do you guys have uh, Count Chocula? And the guy goes, no, we don't have. Okay. Might want to check online. I'm like, all right. So I check online. Sure enough, it shows like they have a truckload of boxes. I'm going, how do you not know when it's right there, like behind your store? So I I use the Target app. I order five boxes. (laughs) Nice. Nice. But it gets better because I'm such a glutton. and, And with no shame, I went through four of those boxes by at least by or before uh, at, at least the close to Halloween as I'm going through those, I'm like, I need more. And you know, like now all of a sudden I'm feeding and I turn into that Dave Chappelle me y'all got any more of that Count Chocula? <laughs> <laughs> and I reach out to target and we have three low, three targets here in, in town. Well, two in town and then one about 30 minutes south and i checked all of them and they i they they were like yeah we have this we have that i'm like i'll be right there and (laughs) got to go on my count chocula run so the one in the one about 30 minutes south of town i was like i will be there in about 20 minutes and so and i literally like booked it south of town they had two boxes and at that point i had six boxes ready to go now i'm down to two and i need to make sure yeah Mike's shaking his head. God bless you, Mike. I need to make sure that these last for at least the next seven months until, well, six months, give, and take, give or take, until September. Do, oh, do you need a care package from us of Count Jocula? No. I will break into General fucking Mills right now and send you all the Count Jocula. <laughs> As we say here in Reno, you won't. <laughs> I've got I've got nothing going on in my yeah. personal life, so I can totally risk this for you, my guy. <laughs> our, our city does smell like Cheerios on the regular. It I think does. we could break into this. Right. During hit his story too, I just imagine him turning around and like looking at General Mills and being like, I gotta go there and just walk up to the front door like <laughs> your fucking count shocker. <laughs> So the one of the uh, another thing that I noticed um, in in Buffalo, an- another one of your staples that is just it, it's tradition from I ga- from what I gather. Oh, is, oh yeah, let's let's hear it. It's this house. Oh, oh the pink, the old the pink. pink. The I always think so. Pain. 
Gotta um, get a steak sandwich. I, I have to give you full disclosure. I was at the pink tonight. Wait, oh, you were at the pink tonight? You were at the pink? Oh. I was at, I, boys, so I was good. at the pink. Oh, man. I think it's so good. I didn't know they were open on weekdays. Oh, they're open. All right. They're open all the time now. <laughs> and, and, and they're giving me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in plastic bags when I order a beer so that I get a food item. There you, there go. you go. There you go. Outstanding. All right. It, so uh, the, bad, the bad part about the pink, sorry to cut you off, is they're, no, no. they're, not, they're not serving their steak sandwiches or anything right now. No. Mm. Well, you, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The bad <laughs> thing? Whoa, no, no, no. Don't. Don't interrupt me here. Jesus Christ. Let, let me have the floor. Yeah, You're telling me the bad thing about the old fucking pink is they're not serving their steak sandwiches. You don't want to talk about the bathroom and how you basically piss in a bucket. You want to talk. I love the pink. I, love I don't go there unless it's hey, like 2 or 3 a.m. That's yeah. a part of the charm. It's exactly. amazing. The bad part about the pink is they aren't doing, no one's doing cocaine in the bathroom. That's and, true. And they aren't serving their steak sandwich. That's true. So, well, then why go there? So, cheap beer. So, Payne, Payne, <laughs> how did you feel about the bathroom there? Uh, I did not step into the bathroom. Good and call. I'm okay with that. Good call. Yeah. Thank Very you. Smart decision. Okay. So, um, add. Let me make sure I get this. Uh, wait a second. Get rid of that one. Uh, oh, oh, we, we wow, it's so weird. Oh, man. My phone decided to add like 19 photos to your number, Mike. Okay, so oh, hold on. Over. <laughs> okay. I'll scroll through and let you know what I like. <laughs> All right, so it's on the way. You should have it now. Oh, oh, Dude, as you said now, as my you phone said lit that up. His phone that was lit good. Up. Good timing. That was right. So remember, it's a live photo, and you have to hold your finger on the photograph. I think you meant users. Are you ready, guys? Yep. Watch the background. <laughs> the guy <laughs> in the background. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, okay. Now, time out. The, these two do let's not break, know about the art of painting. Now, let's break down what's going on with the photograph in the background and why they're laughing. <laughs> I'm going to okay. show it to the camera real quick for our yep. viewers. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. but you have to hold it. Like, you have to hold down the photograph, and you're going to see it's a live photo. Wait, hold it. Okay, wait, nope. Almost. Now hold your finger. Okay, don't take don't stop. And now it's moving. It's moving. It was moving. <laughs> well. It's doing the thing. Ready? Here we go. All right, last time. Hopefully. Maybe. So then it's moving, it's dancing, it's moving, it's dancing. So correct me if I'm wrong, um, Phil, Megan's brother? My brother? Or no, no, no. Whose who's brother is in the background that's dancing? Mike, can I see the picture, please? Absolutely. Here. Hold your finger. Somebody's brother is in the background dancing. And you have to hold your finger on the photograph. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I... Do you remember? Because he was one of the groomsmen. Is that Megan's brother? That's what I want to know. I think that's Megan's brother. Okay. Because, okay, I know Nick does not have any brothers. Right. So I'm, I have to think that's, that's Megan's brother okay. from the wedding because I, I, I recognize the picture. That's a what? That's a, uh, it's either a, a wedding picture or yes. B, a, uh, 
bachelor party picture. When no, no, we it's met just, up with them at the final restaurant. It's a Swanee House photo. Oh, oh, the, the photo, the shirt. Look, look at the shirt that I'm wearing. It's the Trump shirt. It is oh the Trump God. shirt. Look at the shirt. It is the We've Trump come shirt. full circle. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. It is the shirt. There We've come full circle, Payne. So, wow. Well done. Okay. So, on, on my left shoulder is Mace. God bless Mace. R.I.P. Mace. R.I.P. Mace. Oh. All right. So, then over Donna's right shoulder. Oh, excuse me, is Adam. Um, by the way, Adam being responsible, partially and largely responsible for Flannel Underground. Flannel Underground, <laughs> okay. shout out. And then oh, on the uh, opposite side of that, uh, just over um, my right shoulder and next to Donna's head, that's Nick. No shit. Yeah. So that is what it, at the time, um, Jared and Mike, that is referred to as the art of painting. And by painting, you only get like a section. So it's just like you only get like a piece of whatever in the frame, and that's that. <laughs> so, there, Beautiful. There, there is a, a long a, a Facebook gallery of, of Chris Payne. I don't know if it is, if what he did. But there is a lot of people that just took pictures of them with celebrities, them with regular people. But Chris Payne is in the background, and you just see his eye. That's awesome. <laughs> just cre creeping over his shoulder. That's glorious. A, and it what became the, the art of painting. Such a subtle photobomb. <laughs> what a, and, and that was the thing. So we took photobombing out here to the next level because people were trying to, like, out-photobomb each other. And, like... At that point, there were like only a select few of us who went in and made sure to get like only our eye in the photo, and that's it. So when it what was it uh, Lollap was it Lollapalooza fifteen I think, and Nick and I <laughs> were um, we were in the VIP area, <laughs> and all of a sudden MTV rolls up with cameras. There's Walk the Moon, and Nick and I in the background just like. <laughs> okay i did not know about that that's so good that's so good <laughs> yeah you'll have to ask him about the whole like because we were kind of like weird there, there was an open bar at um in, in the vip area of course you know radio people open bar it's like fucking salt and pepper so yes we we did it and wow you got the f word out of me um <laughs> so it, it, and and that's what it was so we we had so much fun with with all these things with all these different times and and god i mean i miss radio i miss the radio life that i had i i but if if nothing else like i'm not gonna play the I need that life again. I need this life again. The, the life that I had brought me to where I am now. And where I am now is with not just with you guys, with the friends that I've made, with the community that, that I've become engrossed in. And all of that is just, it's such a gift. And I, 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 it's awesome that I can relate. I can talk with someone that is literally across the country and be like, you're a fan of me. I'm a fan of you. We're a fan of each other. And it, 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 you got a fan out of me, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, radio is, and to get 
back into me and pain territory. Radio is a very niche community where it's a very, it's a very few people. And to to know you out of out of the mountains of people in radio, it's it's awesome. You're one of the best people I know in radio. God bless and you, Phil. Just, Thank you. I just want to uh, the one of the last questions. We do have some final questions yeah, yeah. for you. Ask me, ask me whatever. I'm an open book, and like I'm like I'm excited about this conversation. I'll be per, per, like perfectly honest. No, at first like oh, we run kind of long, like maybe an hour and a half. I'm like nobody like what hour that, and a half, and all of a sudden now I'm like oh, like how much more? How much more time do we have? That, yeah. that that's why <laughs> that, that's why I warned you when I texted you. Dude, we we like, go, man. We, we go we long. Into it. Yeah. Um, what is, if, if you could tell anybody about it, like people that, you know, in Reno, you know, in California, in Lake Tahoe, where, wherever, you know, people, if you could tell them one thing about Buffalo, what is that? The people of Buffalo are easily some of the best people you will ever meet in your life. They'll give you the shirt off your back. They will give you food if you need it. They will lend a hand if you need it. Um, they will give you a laugh when you're down. They will give you an ear if you need it. I love the city of Buffalo. I love the people in Buffalo. I'm super grateful to have been there in the times that I have. I can't wait to go back. Um, and most important, like if, if you have an opportunity to go to at least three cities, anytime before 21 expires, go to Buffalo, go to Allentown, go to Pearl street. If it's still open, um, 716, as it was referenced earlier in the podcast, uh, 716 is rebranded. Now it's yep. like a, I think a Southern place or like a barbecue uh, place Southern or something. Tier, yep. 716. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of this has, has rebranded, repurposed, um, hope that concerts come back because concerts at canal side are pretty much unlike any other experience you're going to have in your life, especially when the community right there, again, they all come together and whether they're there to see cage, the elephant, if they're there to see, uh, insert whatever boy band or whatever like it's it's a good time and buffalo is an incredible city they have great food they have cold drinks um they have easy access in and out of the airport um the, the hotels are everywhere key bank is right there they get shows like there's no tomorrow like go to buffalo like honestly i i buffalo is has oh this is probably going to be tough to say buffalo has easily rivaled visiting seattle and portland and seattle and portland Ooh, wow. are, two i've wanted to yeah. go too. seattle to I'm me is that. a dream city absolutely so to say that, that buffalo rivals seattle is that is seattle high and, praise that's Spicer. great to hear yeah wow seattle and portland are like my two of my cities of sanctuary chicago being number one but here's the thing when you guys are ready to go to seattle or portland let me know you're oh, flying across yeah. the country. Oh, yeah. You're flying from one side of the country to the other. I will. I, I have an hour and forty minutes north. You have more than that to go west. Um, when you're ready, let me know because between the light rail, uh, pizza places, the beer, um, 
the the bring comfortable shoes because we're not renting a car. We're gonna walk. Oh, yeah. No, um, it's it's gonna be so much fun. I'd I'll like have to, my Converse on, uh, my man. Uh, I'm yeah, calling yeah. it now, boys. We are going on a road trip or a quote unquote road trip to Seattle, and you're coming along, Payne. Yeah, you're yeah. showing you're that showing us awesome. everything you know about Seattle because yeah. Seattle to me is Seattle's my dream town. I've never been there, but so but fun. I feel like when I get there, it would feel like home. Seattle's amazing and and in in so many ways that um from gosh uh Pike Place where they throw the fish to um the very first Starbucks that went up in 1971 um uh, that wasn't uh Howard Schultz by the way it was three different coffee owners Howard Schultz later became a partner um Pete's Coffee eventually started in Seattle uh there, there's this place called um Big Mario's and Big Mario's has amazing like slices of pizza, almost the size of Texas. The largest pizza slice I've ever eaten in my life is in Austin, Texas. It's it's at a place called Hoax, uh, H-O-E-K apostrophe S with umlauts over the E, I think. <laughs> but but um, yeah, the pizza's great. The 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 sights are great. The light rail, the the everything like. You're, you're right there. You're going to get the freshest seafood is if you haven't had it, you're going to have, um, you know, people pouring you drinks there. It's just such a great time. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. You know, Austin's on my uh, list too of cities I need to go see. Yeah, so, and I will go back there too. Like I, I let's, miss let's coordinate something. Yeah, yeah, so we definitely we're, we're, we're definitely going to coordinate a trip where you are our travel guide because we have not been to these places and you know, all the best spots. So fair enough. Fair and, enough. And we'll make a podcast video out of it. Oh, Somehow. absolutely. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be incredible. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're definitely down with that. So, uh, Payne, is, anything I, I, you've said a lot about Buffalo, is there anything that you want to get out about that you want people to know, even if, they're, if they are here in Buffalo, about the area? About Buffalo or about Reno? E- either or. Talk about um, Reno. Talk about your podcast. I know you you yeah, yourself have yeah, a podcast. Talk about your podcast. I do. So the the podcast that my best friend and I have is called the Newman and Payne Podcast, and we riff on memories from uh, from here, uh, concerts we've seen, celebrities we've ran into, um, just memories we've made along the way. Uh, one of the most recent uh, episodes that we did was just it was a Seinfeld episode. It was an episode about nothing. So we kind of pinballed all around the whole uh, gamut of conversation. That's every um, episode of ours. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's it's great, and and you guys have you you guys provide a lot of entertainment, and and doing these podcasts and and coast to coast and being able to connect with you guys, and um, really looking forward because because what Jared and Mike Phil, what Jared and Mike don't know is when like meeting you in person out there yes and coming out here out here was awesome too when these guys when we get to know like you guys get to know me and like we have you know high fives and handshakes and hugs it's like i'm always looking out for you doing whatever i can to to make sure that you always feel comfortable you're always feeling safe and most important like you guys feel welcomed that's awesome, dude. I, yeah, I, is, I look forward to meeting you in person. That, I do too. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's Absolutely. part of the reason why I wanted to get Pan on the podcast is 
in radio, you meet a lot of people and you, you forget a lot of people's names. And the first time I heard Nick talk about him and the first time I, I met him in person, Payne has always been just that person. Anytime I have something, an issue in radio, anytime I have a problem with something that's going on, Payne was someone that I could talk to. And it, it was it was always awesome to have someone that I could talk to. Yeah, absolutely. That oh, would yeah. give me advice of someone that, yeah, Nick is my boss, but just to get a different perspective of someone that knows Nick, that that has been there and, yeah. and knows Nick longer than I do. Right. It just just give me an idea. And and Payne's one of the best people I've ever met. It, outside inside outside of radio. The dude is awesome. So I, I, I highly appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I'm 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 oh, yeah. grateful for this opportunity, and and you know, especially like I said it, it, at the start of this, to see Jared and Mike, and to to see you guys, and and you know, lo- looking right at you, Jared, and and obviously you know, Mike's right there, and <laughs> it's like it, remember, <laughs> remember, Mike, when you sell it, you have to sell it. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was a pleasure having you today. Thank you, Mike. Me on. Thank you for having me, uh, Jared. <laughs> Payne, this was great, like, amazing. Like, yeah, uh, you're a very genuine man, and it, it was great to talk to you. It was great to get to Thank know you. you better, and Thank you. hopefully, we can keep this relationship uh, growing here. Oh, we're doing this, and here's another thing too. Like the moment, like if you guys see me crack open a can of Genesee, I hope you either give me hell or you praise me. Um, <laughs> I will. It's gonna be it. a little bit of both. It's, I will uh, praise you if it's Jenny Cream Ale. I'll praise you if it's just if, normal Jenny. I don't know. See, <laughs> and that's where we all differ. He drinks regular Jenny. You drink Cream Ale. I don't touch it. Look, it's like if if somebody hands me a Genesee, I'll be like, yes. If they hand me a Cream Ale, I'm like. Thank you. I mean, like, either way, it's a thank you. It, like, if you give me Duff's, thank you. If you give me Anchor Bar, I will say thank you. What? Thank you. And, like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Duff's is not supreme. Uh, Payne knows. Uh, Payne, it, we, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You are the second guest we've had on the podcast. Yep. Yes, and, thank you. And you have been an excellent guest and an excellent ambassador for not only Buffalo, but for Reno in general. Uh, Thank for people you. that don't know about Reno, it is more than just Reno 911. And we're is, not not near Vegas at no. all. No. It, it, <laughs> if, yes, if it has casinos. It is not Vegas, but. Lake Tahoe, which is pr- probably the most beautiful site in all of Nevada, is 45 minutes about south, give or take, southwest of me. Oh, and, that's all right, great. So what are we going to yeah. Reno? Yes, yeah, I've, I've right. seen your social media posts. We are coming to Reno, yeah. and we are going to Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Let's go. That sounds awesome. And they're at a higher elevation, so even the more, like, the more you drink, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I feel like I'm on an airplane. You are. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Sweet. So, uh, Chris Payne, once again, I want to thank you. And uh, if you want to give a shout-out, once again, to your podcast. Uh, Newman and Payne podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud too. Still trying to figure out the whole Apple thing. I'll get it down one of these days. But yeah. most important, make sure you enjoy what is the Front Porch podcast because these guys, they take their time. They put a lot of passion into it. They put a, a, a lot of heart into it. And most important, they put Buffalo into it, for God's sakes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank that you so was, much, man. That means a lot. That was awesome. So, so Payne, we always end uh, – well, we're trying to start this thing yeah. where we always end uh, our uh, sessions here with guests with uh, questions that we like Hit to me. ask them. So uh, 
our, our final questions, Phil, could, could you kick us off? Uh, uh, Payne, I want to know, it's kind of a personal question. Okay. Do you pee in the shower? Yes. I feel like who doesn't? Well, if the water, <laughs> look, if the bladder is like, you know, going, oh, we're fine, we're fine. What is that warm water? Hey. Gotta go. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Jared, do you have a personal question you would like to ask? I do, and it's a little bit of a weird one, but uh, if you... Let's could, get weird, Jared. Come on. All right, yeah. If you could be any mythical creature and or, like, you know, cryptozoological creature, what would it be? A golden griffin. I like Ooh. it. Ooh, I like it. Keeping it buffalo style. I like it. And I always, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, and I always like to end with the... Uh, I guess a childish question. Um, since you're in Reno, uh, maybe not tonight, but uh, Payne, uh, you ever want to sleep over? Let's go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you right now, my mom lets me watch like rated R movies and stuff like that, and I have an Xbox, so we could totally make a blanket fork do that. <laughs> You guys are incredible. All of her mom lets us watch rated R movies. So my mom awesome. said that she would drive you home in the morning if your parents don't want to get you. Totally fine. You guys are, oh, by the way, there's Count Chocula. So, you know. <laughs> Once again, we just want to thank Chris Payne. Thank you. For coming thank on to so the Front much. Porch Podcast, being our second guest, and being our first guest from outside of Buffalo who loves buffalo it's thank amazing. you so much so uh, uh so chris could you uh tell us where they can find you on all your socials basically my uh social handle is the same thing across almost every single platform except tiktok because i don't buy into that phil uh at deftones I'm freak, addicted f-r-e-e-k deftones freak f-r-e-e-k Deftones, okay. Deftones, Deftones as the band F-R-E-E-K. You can find pain. Mike, Correct. where can they find you? You can find me at Mr. Mike here. M-I-S-T-E-R. You can find me at uh, Umbrella Media B-F-L-O. But only on Instagram. That's all because I do. Jared won't have a Twitter. I won't. You could find me both on Instagram and Twitter at Buffalo Kennedy. And uh, I, know, I know we've said this about eight times, but Payne, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, oh, this buddy. This was amazing. This was Thanks, great. guys. You're incredible. And we will talk to you in the future. And this has once again been the Front Porch Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, we'll maybe talk to you at some point. Hey, everyone. Mike here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Front Porch Podcast. This week we learned there's a lot more to Nevada than just Las Vegas. We spoke with Chris Payne of Reno. Be sure to follow him on all his social medias at Deftones F-R-E-E-K. And as usual, we'll catch you next time.